らっしゃい。And welcome to the Eight Four Play podcast. <laughs> Hi,、um, we are back. I am back. Yeah. And、uh, you guys、Thank、did、God. great two weeks ago. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. I, it was great.、Uh, Great show! Thank you for listening. Of course, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm <laughs> also a member. Yeah,、hey. um, uh, I am your host,、uh, Mark Gaming Jesus McDonald, and with me are the regular, awesome eight foursome fivesome.、Um, starting with across from me, John Hot Boner Ricciardi. <laughs> Magnifico. Yes. Magnifico.、Um, you've been playing some Shadows of the Damned. I have, which you also worked Damn, on. I did.、Um, And people who might not know what is the hot boner besides your nickname <laughs> since high school. <laughs> the, the hot boner is the name of、uh, one of the gun upgrades that you get in Shadows of the Damned. What's、right. the name of the gun?、Uh, well, his name is Johnson. Yeah. So we're actually.、Uh, we should talk about that when we're going to talk about that, though, right? We'll talk more about that. Well, we should talk a little bit about that、uh, this week because people are playing it. But、uh, we're planning to have a. Much more in-depth conversation about that game with、uh, hopefully some some special guests and stuff coming up, but、um, just to complete、uh, the roundabout here,、um, uh, the, that other voice and their welcoming voice、um, this time was、uh, Hiroko. What M E X M E ten. Minamoto, <laughs> your, your space age shoes that you have—they're boat shoes. My M- MBT. 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 Okay, you were、mm-hmm. close. Yeah, I can't <laughs> read.、It's, There were three letters. They're far away, away、yeah. from here. Those are like、uh, the most space age super sneakers I've ever seen. I know. What's the story with these? They're like three hundred dollars, right? They're like three hundred dollars, and、um, they're based on the me- mechanism of、um, the Masai Masai tribe. Uh, you're kidding. African tribe. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. That's the thing where you're. Th- this is what we're still talking about: is that the, the heel the and yeah, yeah. toe don't hit at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. So the shoes forces you to walk in the right.、Um, oh, what's that word that you taught me yesterday? Oh, posture. Ah, <laughs> <laughs>、yeah. oh, okay, so, right.、Mm-hmm. So wait, this tribe in Africa has like incredible posture. They have incredible <laughs> posture, <laughs> and they <laughs> they, they also- walk. They walk barefooted. That's、okay. the key, right? Yeah. So、um, walking barefooted is the、um, healthiest way for human beings to walk. But you know that's difficult to do. This sounds like some. Then why we still got shoes? This this sounds like some Vibram talk, though. This sounds like <laughs> Cormac and his five <laughs> people who don't know Vibrams. They're those.、Uh, I call them shoes, but I use that term loosely. Yeah, they、oh, have、right. toes on them. They're, they're freaky. They're basically、wow. like, like crazy rubber、shoes. socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're like, you know, any acolyte of them, any cult member who, <laughs> and it is a cult, wears them and describes that theory will tell you that these actually way more healthy. And yeah, you can run in them and blah 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 blah. Right.、Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like it's just.、Uh, I'd like to. I'd like、Google、to try、it. one on sometime. Yeah, yeah. You should definitely do that because、mm. then you'll feel the difference. I want. We have I want converts here. They're already. They're I want already better posture. <laughs> She totally sounds like an ad salesman for an <laughs> MVT company. Seriously. Yeah. Sooner or later, all you guys are gonna get a pair of them. All right. We'll see. Well,、uh, <laughs> rounding out the cast,、um, back this week along with me is、uh, Brandon White Flag Pritchard. 
White flag. Yes, <laughs> we were going to sing some of it for you, but um, oh, right. unfortunately, yes. oh. none of us really know the song. I don't think. Is that the one? I don't know. No, Eminem's. No, that's the only song that anybody else ever knows about right. from Dido. I don't know. <laughs> okay, but you had like a, you were tormented for some years. This would have been way better if we would have had been hummed the music or right. something. But, but uh, thankfully, you've spared me that. But no, when I was a it was freshman year in in high school, um, and I had a, I had a pretty cool roommate. But one of the problem was he would play the same songs over and <laughs> over and over again. Like turn turn the radio, JJ, no. <laughs> for that sweet sound. All right. yeah. uh, sorry, yeah, and and the one that he he played several over and over again. He played some Annie Lennox songs over and over again, and wow. ruined Annie Lennox for me forever. Whoa. Wait, wait, huh? walking on broken glass. Yeah, that one. Oh. That song's ruined for me. Torture. Oh, that sounds. Wor- I don't know this white flag song, but that sounds way worse. Wow. And when he finished that, he put on white flag, which was a song I liked. Right. Mm-hmm. When he first started playing it, about two months later, yeah. every time that song came on, I would cover my ears and leave whatever location I was <laughs> and in just and scream. pray oh, for God. death. It's like that uh, cartoon pig where it's like, oh, you like pies, do you? <laughs> Have all the pies in the world. And the automatic eating machine. That was uh, that was in uh, the Simpsons ones too, right? It was, yeah. Yes. They did a choke <laughs> on that where he just kept eating. And One time in college, uh, me and my friends decided to listen to the theme song of Daytona 2 for 24 hours. <laughs> Wait, really? Why? Yeah. Why? We, we only, we, at full volume. I don't we, even think I know the theme song to Daytona. It's, uh, it, it, we only lasted like six hours, but give me. But give you me. lasted for six hours. What yeah, was yeah. the reasoning for this exactly? We were really bored. <laughs> you weren't even. High. You weren't even high. Were we you? were not high or drunk. Or like drunk. he doesn't drink. Wait, give me, give me a little. Uh, uh, God, I, I you listened to over six, yeah, six hours. hours. Yeah, yeah but course. like it's been, it's been like six or seven years. Uh, it like okay, the guy sounds like Sammy Hagar. Sam, Sammy Hagar. Right. It is a, a, a Mitsuyoshi song, but he's the English version uh, is sung by another guy. Okay, okay. And uh, we'll have to we'll have to hear. Yeah, that. I, I yeah, well, <laughs> I can't remember it. All right, well that <laughs> the, that uh, memory play it, play it on the adult youngster yes <laughs> is um, Jason Bubbles Epperson, just, <laughs> just Justin JP. You know my my <laughs> what? And you had a couple. <laughs> Rejected nicknames, but let's 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 All get right. through this Bubbles. first one first. Bubbles. Uh, Wait, so it's Bubbles, not Jason. Was just a mix-up. It's not actually. Yeah, I have Jason a cousin named Jason. Okay. My mom, my grandmother calls me Jason sometimes. Uh, Does she know your name is Justin? Yes, okay. I called you J. Famously called you JP earlier this week as well. Yes, right. I've been gone for a couple weeks. You look like a lot of you know, different people. Um, tell us about Bubbles. Uh, you know, this is is on TV. There's this TV program called Homemadeka uh, TV, which is like a they get all these so-called uh, aficionados on certain subjects to come and talk about like, you know. Do we need to know this part? I don't think we need to know we this don't part. Need okay. what, what, what but it's a funny show, anyways. Yeah. And they had a thing about uh, peeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What about? <laughs> and they had like the top five things you need to watch out with your pee, and uh, one of them was bubbles. Yeah, okay. and, and some, and uh, because like proteins in your kidney sometimes seep through without getting filtered out by your kidney, right? And thus end up as bubbles in your pee. <laughs> so if you have bubbly pee, you should. Uh, they doctor. they said that they should. You should go check out. And you have bubbly pee uh, sometimes. But sometimes. I feel like I that's like every man have bubbly pee. Yeah. I can't believe we're talking about this. Is that because of the? 
Well, the no, a, yeah, dirt. exactly. The Isn't water the hitting. Right? <laughs> there's, <laughs> apparently, the water. apparently, there's a difference because there's the type that once mm-hmm. you flush, it goes away. But yeah. like, there's the other kind where if you flush, it won't go away. Just and like what? two JJ's or three times, is like seltzer water. It's like <laughs> fizzing right out of the yeah. spout. It's just <laughs> that sounds just so like weird. foam. I don't want right. to imagine that. Actually. Um, but is yeah, this the show is this the show that where they had like people go into stalls to test the smell of old people after they took it down? No, but that sounds amazing. Wow. Yeah. Had, like, that could be any other testing. Japanese I know. show right. on at the same No, time. but yeah, what if you got four things, real quick. Uh, okay, uh, there was one if you like, you pee more than three times at uh-huh. night while you sleep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. What's that? Uh, there was. I, there, <laughs> it's bad. I got a, I got a friend who wants to know. It was something about. Uh, so serious about this. Uh, I, Blood. I want to say it was like I know it was that. like cancer. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. There was, there was something about some sort of cancer, like a. a, a it's only in, in men though. Okay. Um, <laughs> and another one was if your pee smells like poop. What? Whoa! Whoa. What? How then can that even you happen? you potentially have cancer of the large intestine. Because uh, eventually it eats away at your large intestine, uh, okay, let's and then st- they connect. How we talk about I'm going to cut you. Yeah. Cut you off right there. Your uh, rejected nicknames were um, socks or underwear for your feet. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And why, do you, why do you think we wear socks? Because JJ, the, the weather right now in Tokyo is unbearably right. ridiculously hot. Yes, and not plus degrees. Yeah, and, and, and just so humid, right. you wouldn't believe. And JJ insists on every day, even when he wears a t-shirt, right. wears a t-shirt. I have an undershirt. That. It's yeah. called an, an undershirt. undershirt. Right. Yeah. Um, but like... <laughs> it's, so... Here, it's like underwear for your chest. Right. <laughs> you really got to videotape this podcast because the expressions on their face. Right. So you said my yeah. your argument was for wearing an undershirt. You wear underwear to protect your pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wear an undershirt protect to protect your pr- pants from what? From stains and stains other things. And other right. things. You, <laughs> you're saying you wouldn't not wear underwear. Underwear and and you know this is a personal thing. And what did I what did I say? What was my counter argument? You don't wear socks for your socks or something. Right. Yeah, but no, you wear socks for your shoes. But you're not wearing shoes. For yeah, most of the day. But that's because I'm don't want to take my socks off. JJ, I don't wear socks. Does that mean I'm girls? Girls are different because like underwear? sandals and some sort of types of heels don't require it. But girls do wear socks a lot of the time. So okay. Anyway, yeah. anyway, <laughs> yes. Anyways, your other rejected nickname was was fat ass. Really? <laughs> yeah. And why? Why was that? Oh God. Yeah. Because me and Hiroko had a year long bet. Uh, <laughs> that I want. I wanted to lose five kilograms, mm-hmm. which is like what. 10 pounds, 10 pounds, a little more, 12 pounds, 12, 12 pounds uh, over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. I, basically, I wanted to go back to my weight pre-accident, which drove me crazy because it was like, <laughs> you guys are really going to make a bet for a fucking year from now. Well, the reason why we did that, though, is because I know I didn't have really any motivation, right. so it would definitely take me a year to get it done, and I didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened after a year? Um, I lost a kilo. No, you said zero point well, okay. five. Well, okay, to a kilo. Up. It's like a rounding error. That's like it could have just been the time of day that you weighed yourself. No, I. You know so what? I'm good about like weighing myself. I weigh myself in the morning and in the evening. I know how much about how much weight I gain every day. What, what was the bet? What'd you lose? Uh, I only lost. Oh, uh, I owe Hiroko a lunch. 
Mm-hmm. There's a beacon. A beacon, lunch? whatever she wants. Or what, really? Wow. Oh. Um, Grand y- you know how much I make, so let's make. <laughs> <laughs> let's, I can forget about that. Let's, let's take uh, beacon as power. our highest. Yeah, I have the power to forget. Yeah. <laughs> your, your final nickname was Hungry Eyes. Hungry. Yeah. I like that one. Um, so let's, I think we've had enough, uh, <laughs> self-gratifying, uh, <laughs> chit chat about sure. what's going on around here. Um, and what we're into. Let's, let's talk about them games, games, them video games, um, game that, uh, I saw a lot of people playing and actually the new Awada asks made me kind of want to play myself. Mm. I did not buy it. I was at the Nintendo store where you mm-hmm. can get games super cheap. The week after E3 and didn't buy it. I kind of regret that now. Yeah. Oh, the company store. Because the company store, right? You would have been the, able to get it in English. Not the store in New York, but yeah. And I, I don't even think it was out. It probably wasn't yet. But yeah. Really? Wow. But uh, Ocarina, like a week or two early. Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time 3D. Yes. You guys have been playing it. So right. what? What? Tell, tell us about it. JJ, you've played it more than I have, right? How far are you right now? Uh, I just got through Death Mountain. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you're further than I am. But, I'm, I'm like heading to the second dungeon. Death Mountain. Right, as a kid. I mean, I only played spoiler. like three hours or something <laughs> myself. But, you know the yeah. gaff thread on this. There's like full on spoiler tagging. People are like, this is the first time I've ever played Dude, it. There, there are a lot of people who you have. say that like it's ridiculous. I know. Why well, I think that's why they're selling it. Again. I feel like on gaff though, like it kind of you know you leans towards an older crowd that who's heart more hardcore. But all I right. guess not. So, but a lot of people didn't have N64. So true. But all right, all right. All right. What, what about the game? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the so the, game. yeah, like the game is is I mean, it's Zelda that you love. Here's the deal: is when we talked about it the first time we right. played it, which now again I'm the guy who doesn't see 3D, so I'm that part sure. is lost on me, which is sad because apparently this is really really awesome. It is 3D. so good. Everybody says it's the best by far of any mm. 3DS. I will so say that one there was one interesting thing of, that I got out of E3, just as a quick aside from the 3DS, like mm-hmm. there is better. In worse 3D, which mm. is interesting. I mm. thought it was just types of games, you know? Like, right. I thought planes of 2D worked best on the 3DS to show 3D, and I right. think it does, mm. as seen in like the Paper Mario demo and stuff. Sure. But, like, Luigi's Mansion, mm. playing that was like, wow, like the sense of depth, I really got it yeah. from that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then in Mario 3DS, uh, not so much. I mean, it, it, of course, it looks 3D, but I mean, mm. the actual like 3D depth, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, but, yeah, but apparently this, and apparently Ocarina, yeah, people are saying it's got really good 3d mm-hmm. and, um, you know, um, the Awada asks thing that one of you guys just mentioned also was really interesting to read because, you know, the guy who, the people who developed this are actually who are like five minutes from us, by the way, they're like up the street pretty much Oh, are, um, Grezzo, which is run by, uh, I forgot his name. Is it Ishii? The guy who used to, the guy who made secret of mana actually, um, mm-hmm. which we were mm-hmm. playing earlier and, uh, he his company really like got Ocarina according to Iwata Ask. If you read mm. the article, it's really interesting to see how they discuss stuff and how they went about like it's, you know making the game and everybody was really interested. I mean, into it even on the Nintendo side, yeah, it was yeah. taken very seriously. It's kind of like restoring you know the Sistine Chapel right, or right, something. Right. It was like yeah, which is is in, super interesting. It's also slightly disappointing that they didn't do more with it because I will say when when we first played the game back at the Nintendo World Show, I was complaining that it's just the same game again because it right. pretty much is the things that have changed since then i would say in my mind now that i've played it more is it is actually really beautiful um mm. it, like mm. you don't really notice it in screenshots you just kind of play the game and you're looking around while you're in the field and seeing like you know how the time passes and everything and it just looks really really nice everything's crisp and like 
feels kind of high res. Mm. Right. And the models are actually different. And I know this because I was pulling up that old Megaton picture I took years ago. And then mm-hmm. I took a new one on the 3DS and I put them side by side. And you can see the character models and they're way better on the 3DS. More polygons, mm. better faces. Like it, they actually did do some work. But, but you know, the game itself is still the old, the same old game. The, so. the thing is, are you, you're saying that they didn't have like an extra mode or something separate right. from the pure experience optional if you wanted it. Right. People, like they have acknowledged the flaws in the first game. And I mean, let's face it, it's what, however many years old it is now, 13 right. or something like old that. Water know. Temple. Well, they apparently being, they did do some stuff to the water temple right, to make yeah. it more navigable. But like the overworld was is still as barren as ever, and you still only fight the same few enemies, and it's still like you know it's still right. very bare. Like they could have done more. They could have added done some cool stuff with the sculptures or something, or added a bonus dungeon. In or the something. main game, they, they in, added a, a hint system also. Right. Yeah, which I actually um, used. Did, did you? you really? I did. I did. For what? Failed. What did you get stuck on? Um, I don't remember, but I like I saw it out in front of my house, and I was like, "Well, what is this? It's a hint thing." Okay, I'll look at it. Right. And I did. I can't. I feel guilty about that, especially with Zelda games. Like I can't look at facts, and I can't. I'll just be stuck forever if I have to. But, but it kind of it kind of was cool because yeah. you know it's been so long since I played the game, and like right now everything feels like fresh. Mm. Like mm. none of it feels like oh I got to do this again. You know, right. it's it was it. Just the right amount of time, I feel. Something interesting from the Awada asks about the hint system that they were saying is they were like really particular about where they cut off. Right. The hint system being little movies that right. show you right. kind of what to do, right? They said that they were really conscious about where they cut the movies right. off. Right, they cut mm-hmm. them a little early. To make it a hint and not just showing you exactly what to right. do. Yeah. Is, that, is that what it Yeah, pretty much. Like? Yeah. like, I just, like, one... To 10 second movie and I was like, oh, right, yeah. I right. gotta go see Saria in the last... But so, John, you would have them change the actual game within the game? You'd have I wouldn't them... have them go too crazy, but I wouldn't mind them, you know, <laughs> enhancing it. I mean, just accepting it as, like, a game that's... Thir- or even just have that be a separate mode or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they have the Master Quest, but you have to finish the game to unlock it, which was a bad idea, I think. Like, I mean... Mm, that's you know, true. There's yeah. a lot of people a lot, yeah. who beat the game already and just want to get into that, you know? That's, that's a good point, um, I think. But um, something like... Anything, like, little... Or even if it was just a bonus dungeon or something cool to, like, add to the experience... Right. For people who did play it back in the day, it would have been awesome, I think. Well, let me ask one of the, I think, things that would I would expect would be a huge improvement. And they talked again a lot about in that Wada Asks interview, mm. um, which uh, you can just Google it and, and find that. But was the uh, the inventory system, because that was one of the biggest pains in the butt in the old game. Especially like we were talking about the water temple, having to put on the iron boots and take them off, put them on every time you needed to sink or do right. whatever. Um, so, And they talked about there's like something in the four corners or yeah. something. Well, explain what that buttons. is. The four corners of the bottom screen are just essentially buttons that you can press to. Right. The four um, different sort of inventory screens? Or what do you mean the four buttons? Uh, I don't have it in front of me now, so I can't. There are buttons head, like, like the like, top like left the is the camera slash uh, navy button, and then like the two on the right are just like extra item ones, and the one on the le- no wait, they're like yeah, the yellow the one- buttons were on the N sixty four. Almost I like the button. Yeah, the, the bottom right no, is usually like it. you, you can't I don't have show it, it to the fucking so podcast audience. And then there's a, a dedicated a button screen. for the I mean, ocarina. You, you know, it's, there's, there's buttons on the bottom screen is what they're talking about. So yeah. there's buttons are that, like the uh, yellow buttons in the, from the game. Uh, yeah, but there's more. There's extra. So there's the buttons that you had already, which would like have you can hold more items in this one than the last mm. one. Like there's the buttons that fulfilled all so the you, N64 buttons, but then there's more buttons. You're calling them buttons. They're they're customizable. Um, three of them are not customizable. One of them is, though. 
the oh. top left of the screen is your camera button. So you just push the camera button and then you switch to the camera mode. And then from there, you can you can move the 3DS around. Right. Which I will say is way better than it was at Nintendo World. They definitely improved yeah. that. Because that's I think that's one of my favorite World. features. But now you can really, I use it a lot. Like you just, yeah. it's like one to one. You move it huh. around and you can look at the camera. I am that guy in the train shooting little <laughs> peas at people standing up to the right of me. You know? So let me ask why you need that many buttons i'm not sure i get it if, so, if only one of them is is customizable well i mean set. you free up you know you've got your ocarina button which is great you right, just that's don't the bottom left button, it out. i think is the ocarina and then you've got like your important items button which is you know very useful for when you've got one of those it sounds like what you might not be getting is you, you can actually customize the buttons for your like the two of the buttons the camera and the ocarina are like always where they are right. i think but then the oh. actual item buttons you can change so and there's an extra one so like for example in the beginning of the game you have like the stick and the slingshot and whatever the third thing was. Thicker nuts. And yeah, and those are all on separate buttons, so you could just tap them when you want to use them. Gotcha. It's way easier than going to a subscreen and flipping things in and out and mm. whatnot. Right. So what about, uh, like, is the game harder, easier than you remember? I mean, give us some A little harder. I've died once already. Uh, I was. It was mostly because I was being careless, but, um, yeah, it's challenging. I played it fun. so much back in the day that it's, it's, it's pretty easy, and it's also, mm. it's not... It's pretty and it's like very nostalgic, I guess, but it's not like I'm not feeling like I want to play all the way to the end yet because I know what happens at the end and I feel like, well, no matter what I go through to get there, that part's not going to change and that's, you know, that's why I want something extra. It's about the journey, John. See, it not is the destination. For me, yeah. I've been through that journey like three times in my life and it's a long ass journey and there were not, not all of it is great. Some parts of that journey were a pain in the ass and so like, you know, I'm mm. not exactly excited about going I, I feel bad for bringing this up in front of John, but for me, like getting to see all these areas in 3D is, is pretty no, much. definitely. If, if I could see that, enough that would for me. help for me, like, I'm sure. Like when I stepped out in the Hyrule field, Hyrule field for the first time I was like whoa because you can just like see forever and like the space that gets you know that the 3D creates is just like something you really can't experience in 2D and I just felt like okay this is why 3D is good for games it's not like it, it doesn't like add extra gameplay features or whatever but it creates atmosphere yeah. and it does a really good job it's amazing that you're able to get that feeling from that little screen well too. it's like right in front of my face yeah right <laughs> did i play the music for you mark before you left i don't know if you heard the new track no so this is a little disappointing too this i is, thought there this was is new how music we got in tricked into buying yeah this is what made me buy the game i heard this song and they're like people someone was like that's in the game and i was like i'm buying the game tomorrow and i bought it but it turns yeah, out you're not gonna like carry it around in your pocket just listening to no, it no no, I mean, no no but i mean playing you got to hear this it is like probably one of the best arrangements of zelda music you've ever heard like it's, it's like an really, orchestral it's full orchestra we had like, it on the podcast amazing last week, right i don't Maybe I, I don't remember, but but anyway, um, it's it's in the game, but it, you you won't get to it for a very long time. So it's not like the overworld music or something like that, which I thought it might be, which it should have been. Which, but if you think about it, the way that game is programmed, the music changes. The tempo is designed to change That's when true. things happen. So you couldn't do that with orchestrated music anyway, right? Because well, maybe. you could do some kind of fade in at certain points. I mean, they kind of like do Halo it with does. L.A. Noir, like taking out instruments really? slowly yeah. and stuff like that. Well, if yeah, they, but well, it probably would have been a lot of work. Let's say that, but yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, speaking of journey, which somebody mentioned a little while back, <laughs> sorry, I'm still going to use it as a segue. Uh-huh. Um, the journey beta. Is out journey, mm-hmm. and you guys didn't really talk about it last week. Um, we waited for you, yeah. yeah since you played yeah, it actually, because I got to play it at E3. Mm. The um, the beta is there's like an NDA mm. that you go through and you sign it, so I can't talk about that. Oh, really? But I can talk about it 
from, from E3, E3 right. which from what I read online, the beta is very similar, um, like the start of the game, okay. um, similar to what was we played at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I just read, well, I'll, I'll get, I'll, let me start with at the start. So Journey, uh, that game company's PS3 download yeah. title, they made Flow, they made Flower. Before. Did you like Flower? Um, I... Oddly enough, I started Flower and mm. kind of liked it. I played through the first level. Yeah. I was playing it at a friend's um, at uh, GDC while I was staying over. But not enough for whatever reason to continue playing it. Oh, it gets better as you keep playing. Well, it's, weird. I, it's not like I decided to stop playing it. I yeah. was intrigued and enjoying it. Everybody I know really liked it. But I guess it just didn't, for whatever reason, <laughs> not consciously, but I just it didn't grab me enough mm. that I remembered to come back and download it and keep playing. Mm. Um, Flow, I have to say, I thought was like one of the most overrated games. I never played Flow. I think the first Ever. time I saw Flow was at your apartment me in San too. Francisco. Yeah, on my, yeah. my fucking big 60-inch Sony. Yeah. I, it looked on, really on cool. Awesome <laughs> and don't get me wrong, that it's not a bad game by any means, but when I say overrated, I'm talking about the delta between what was there and right, the impression happen. of it. It was sure. like, oh, it's so, you know... People flipped out about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like the like Wendy's commercial or whatever it was where like two people are looking at like a square of modern art and they're like, oh, it is so amazing. And I mean, that's kind of how I felt about it. Flow. And then, you know... Dave from Wendy's comes up and is like, oh, I'm just going to eat a fucking hamburger. <laughs> I hope that's a real commercial. Maybe I just dreamed that. I don't it know. But it definitely should it be. It definitely needs to be a commercial. Right. Something like that. But uh, <laughs> Flow was like, it was fine for what it was, but it was just so simple. It really didn't even feel like a game. And it was just, I had it on like as a screensaver. I would just leave it on. Hmm. I will say I Fair admired enough. them for doing something a little different. But anyway. Journey. Journey. Um definitely like if you haven't uh youtube a couple videos mm-hmm. to sort of get a sense for what i'm talking about but the it's it's a very very simple game um you basically have i think two buttons one of which um is, so to back up a little bit you're like a kind of wandering um jawa jawa yeah <laughs> looking um uh dude nomad kind of guy wakes mm. up in the desert and you just see this mountain in the distance um no words no text no nothing mm. um uh, but you just kind of know okay i've got to go to that right. big mountain and the music which is really amazing and yeah. subtle kind of reinforces that mm. in like really interesting ways but um so you wake up, you're in this desert, you're this Jawa dude with the flowing robes and stuff, and um, it's basically just a game about moving around. You basically mm-hmm. have two buttons, one of which uh, kind of intones this chime, which can activate various things. Um, a kind of a pulse goes out from your character, and it mm-hmm. can activate things in the environment, like there are these scarves. So there are, are there puzzles that you... Kind of, kind of. Uh, Well, so you can activate these kind of um, scarves or different statues. So, for example, one area early in the game, you come up and there's like six statues, and you like chime it, and once they're all, it makes them glow. These little statues, once they're all glowing, kind of resonating, then uh, something is revealed to you with kind of hieroglyphics. Um, Mm. It just kind of appears on the screen. 
And there's kind of a weird story to it um, okay. that's told purely uh, visually. Visually, right? That's the yeah, best part. Yeah, it's told entirely yeah, visually. Awesome. Um, and it actually, maybe it's just me, but it seems like it's making sense, too. It's like, <laughs> really? Yeah, so far from what I saw at, at E3 anyway. But um, And, and, and uh, again, this is based on playing it maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes or something mm. like that. But yeah. um, So then the other button, one button is the chime. The other button is kind of a jump or float or fly kind of button and is it contextual then just whatever you wherever you are it what does was the deal no. you could fly longer depending on like well, your robe or so something. you gather you can gather these items that extend like your scarf um and your scarf is just like a representation yeah of how you like you then fly to these other places with little bits of i don't know what to call them but they look kind of like paper floating around right you oh right, right sound right. your chime that kind of bring or they just just get near it and the paper papers come around you and then your scarf fills up this just sounds so weird i can hear myself <laughs> what i'm saying the paper comes around you your scarf fills up and then you can jump and float and fly uh, so the longer the more of the um these little uh white things the longer you extend your scarf the more Bigger you have a scarf. capacity to fly that's like your meter you're like flying right. meter mm-hmm. but it's just a really elegant way of doing it there's no nothing on the screen there's no ui there's no anything to get in the way that of the visuals which is why you need to play this game it's right. cool too because that's how you can tell the i guess ability i guess or experience of other players right is how big their scarf is right basically. yeah exactly so how big that, your scarf that, is. that was something that caught me because like is is the does the game change every time you play it or I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows, but mm. um, if you, after you play through it each time, if you keep your long scarf or right. whatever, I don't know. But I know at E3 they were saying like whether people come in and out of your games or not, the game like is still going to go on. Like people could like if you people can come in and I think they were saying you could choose to play with them or not, and if you basically don't, like eventually they'll just disappear out of your game. Right. So what? So what happens? Like if, if, first of all, you guys cut me off as I was getting to like I think the most important part, which <laughs> is the visuals, mm-hmm. which is like the this the art direction in this game is amazing. Like mm. that that's really the reason that yeah. you're going to want to play it. It's super simple, and all you're doing is going around and exploring. But the combination of the visuals and also the sound and everything, actually, a lot of people were saying it reminds them of Flower, which they they played more kind of control wise and oh, stuff. Yeah. To me, it reminded me, ironic, really strangely, but very distinctly, reminded me of uh, of Super Metroid. Whoa! Really? In that, I just like that's the last game I felt probably so strongly where it was just like atmosphere uh, and mood and exploring and a lot like, of that was the music too and right. the sound, a right. lot of yeah. a lot of super metroid was was the music this i think more visual super metroid more uh more audio but mm. the you're just, all you're doing is kind of exploring you're just going around exploring stuff it's not about fast reflexes and it does feel good the mechanic and you're figuring out all of this on your own by the way like Hmm. Um, how you float and that your scarf fills up. Again, the game never tells you anything. Hmm. And it's just kind of like futzing around that you kind of just figure all this out and like, oh, okay, I do this. And then, like you were saying, John, there's a multiplayer element that's um, that's this weird thing where other people come into the game, just a second player can appear somewhere. And right. if you guys stay close to each other, the game is like, okay, these people want to be playing with each other. But if not, if you just kind of go off, then you might actually disappear out of my game and then another person might come in and it just keeps sort of doing that and there's no it's pretty cool yeah, yeah it's it's actually 
when you do it in game, it's it's oddly like captivating because you just like you're kind of find different ways to communicate. You have this one tone and like jumping. And so sometimes you kind of can't tell what the other person wants to do, but they want to lead you somewhere or they want to, you know, show you a secret or they just want to goof, goof around and stuff like that. Mm. And um, it's definitely something you want to pick up and, mm. and, and mess with do um, want. To, to really to really check it out. The one thing that I and I think everybody had a problem with, um, at least at, at E3, was the camera control mm. was attached to the six axis where you would... Oh, yeah, that was kind of weird. Tilt it, us how to do yeah, stuff. yeah, forward and back and, and left and right to move the camera around. And it's, I mean, it's not a shooter. You're not moving it around like the Genova Chen, the, the creator, was saying. Right. It's not a shooter. You don't need to. Well, it seems like it's fast. so open that you really don't have to do much camera control. Well, right? no, but the thing is, it's about exploration. And so you are constantly just, you just want to look around. I see, and just I see. Scan stuff and see, oh, is there something down there, you right. know, like a secret or something I missed? And honestly, it not only was it not ideal, it got in the way. It got in mm. the way of the mm. enjoyment. And I understand why they're doing it. They don't want to have people flicking the camera around. They also really want to be open to people who don't normally play games and people right. who the dual stick thing mm. intimidates. It kind of seems like the good thing. Well, uh, but if you have an option, then their thing was, well, we don't want the option screen. There's nothing. There's no yeah. other options. Right. So they don't want to have another thing between you and the game. What they did do, I just read, though, is that for the beta anyway, this is not confirmed for the final game, but they're trying having them both. They just added. Oh, really? Yeah, because everybody. Good. They good. were really getting the feedback to, that they want right analog stick camera control. And so they. I don't want to use six axes. Right now it's both. Yeah. Good. Seems so like it would be a good thing works, for move. But. Yeah, and so other people were saying, like, why does that game company hate Move on the um, on the gaff thread? Because they uh, people, I think, just assume they were going to add it to Flower. Right. They were going to uh, add it to Flower support, and they. But haven't. I don't understand. Flower doesn't seem like it would work with Move too much. I mean, really? Yeah, because like it's all about you know uh, what inertia and stuff like that. So you're not like. You're not moving it around like a wand or anything. You're just like going forward and then it's like whoosh, this whole motion. I don't know, you know? but I mean, it's inertia and movement like And that. you're not, and it's, it's like moving it, it around, it's, it's, it's pretty tough to move it. You're not moving on right angles or anything like that. It's. But why, why, you're saying the movement like controller controller is car. good for right For like angles? a camera. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying for the camera, you could move it. In circles, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, what you're saying seems to be saying it would be good for move and not. No, no, no. For, but for, for for flower, it's yeah. like you're controlling a really heavy car that doesn't have very good brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds like a great controlling game. Uh, well, so anyway, to get back to Journey, they just said, you know, it was not designed for that, mm. and they I don't think they have plans for it right now. I really now, want to but try it. I'm trying to get in on the beta myself right now. I did, I, from E3, like, the vibe I got was, I got an eco vibe from it a bit. Not mm-hmm. gameplay at all, just in visual design. A lot of people like, were saying that. Really? Yeah, mm. yeah it totally looked like, like a really nice, like, pretty high-res, like, modern-looking eco, like, mm. atmosphere to me. Yeah, it's just, it really is... Kind of, you know, intriguing for the lack of a better word. And it's, you know, elegant, I think, is another yeah. word that yeah, really definitely. comes to mind. It's just so simple. The art direction is really, really, really excellent. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just unique and colorful. Uh, but at the same time, it's so simple. I mean, you're mm-hmm. just jumping around in a desert, but it actually is like, wow, like, 
it, it really distills it down to these basic elements. Yep. Like exploring shit is fun. I love mm-hmm. that. That's that's the best thing about it. And also the fact that you're telling the story without words is, yes. is brilliant. Like I want yeah. more it's games another, to be like that. Another I mean, Super Metroid. Job, yeah, John. exactly. What'd you say? You're going to put us out of a job, Hey, John. you know what? <laughs> Seriously. Considering some of the stories in these games, I don't know if I'd necessarily mind. Like, I mean, when you can do Not it. Not our games. You, other people's <laughs> games. Of course. Of course. <laughs> when, you can, uh, when you can, you know, play an entire game like that without mm. having a single line of dialogue, I think that's amazing. And I wish more <laughs> games would do that. No, I, I like, I do not want the beta. I want to play the game I want in the its final too. state and then just <laughs> But do you experience. think it's going to be all, really all that different? Between I, the I, I, I don't state? care. I just want it well, to they're be... They're not going to give you the full uh, game anyway, right? They're probably just giving you... Well, you're under NDA, so I'm sure you can't tell. Well, no, I, 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 I haven't... I, I, from what I read, it's not. I mean, it, it not? the beta is not going to be the full yeah. game even, anyway. even, even then, I just want it, my first experience to be pure. Right. That's no, fine. I, can, I understand that. I can actually totally understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um... So what else? Oh, not speaking of pure, a pure experience. Oh, uh, what's this 3DS Tales uh, piece of shit game? John? <laughs> hey, 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 rumor hey, has it that up, the uh, that we translated the, hi. Oh, hey. the 3DS game. Yeah, well, we translated the PS2 game, which yeah. is basically crunched into a 3DS cartridge. Exactly. So right. when did the PS2 game come out? Uh, 2000. Five or six, two thousand six. God, it came out that late. Wow, two thousand six. Yeah. Well, this game. Oh no, you guys! Now you're being, you're just being like harsh. I think like you looked at like one screen that JJ showed you. It is not. I a, did look at one screen and it looked like dog shit. No, yeah. it's, it's not a. It's not a pretty game, but it's not an ugly game. It was a decent looking mm. PS2 game. Okay, this one screen was an ugly game. <laughs> okay, you were in yeah. an ugly room. The ground, yes. te- the ground texture <laughs> yes. looked like it was taken from like a low res. Uh, YouTube video. Yes, well, yes. as you've ever played Tales games, of, especially in that era, you know that when you're inside like somebody's house or whatever, it's basically a painting. And of course, that's not going to translate well when they're like upresing it because it was ugly to begin with. So. Yeah, it's obvious they didn't put a lot of effort in it. Yeah, it's not. It's very much, it looks like it was meant to be like a launch game, probably. And what is the game? We said the title. What are we talking Tales about? Tales of the Abyss is what okay. we're talking about. Then Tales of G Abyss. <laughs> a really, really good RPG for PS2. Uh, that nobody bought because they put it out the same week as Final Fantasy XII, which is brilliant. Ouch. Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, were, Yikes. Anyway. Um, unfortunate because I think Abyss was the better RPG of the two. It, it, Ooh, I, it is a really, no, it's a really good game. Like it's, a, it's got an awesome battle system, a really huge you know, quest, and it's like, it's not full of dumb shit, you know, like cutscenes and everything. Like it's it's actually a gen- genuinely good RPG, but hmm. this is just a straight port of it with 3D. And right. apparently, again, I can't see 3D, and but the jaggies. people who have seen it say it's pretty. It's like compared to Ocarina of Time, it's the 3D is not that great. It's just there. It's Although just I will jaggies. say, I have seen like there are cutscenes where they've recut the scenes in a way that the characters are like coming towards the screen. They did try to do some 3D <laughs> stuff, but it's not <laughs> like, like ooh, they're like sticking their fingers like it's, it's not <laughs> like yeah, screen it's, and shit. It's not yeah. a lot you could do with a game. Crystals are like flying at <laughs> at the screen, mana tree like in full 3D. <laughs> there is a mana tree, right? Are there crystals? Pretty much. No, there's no, no. crystals. Are you really? Not no. that I can think of. All right, awesome. <laughs> but um, I, I saw a little bit of when John was playing, I mean, the 3D, it was, it was okay. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't, it was like, oh, it's 3D, that, that sort of level. <laughs> well, this, well, this game is going to cater to, this game is going to cater to, um, first of all, a lot John, of people became fans charity. of the series after the uh, Abyss, uh, from Vesperia. Vesperia is on Xbox and, um, mm. you know, nobody bought it. It was like 40,000 copies sold or something when it came out on PS2. So it's right. another chance for people to play it. Uh, also, Europe never got it. So this is the first time they'll be able to play it. Wait, so this is confirmed coming out for the West? 
Yeah, it's coming out in the U.S. Okay. Uh, later this year sometime, and it's coming out in Europe. It is just well, a straight cool. but I mean, yeah. with 3D. But, you know, people who know. Also, the first game had really bad load times, and this one fixes that because there's almost no load times. So, right. Yeah. So it's not, even if it's not the prettiest game, it's got the it's got the goods. It's got the soul. It's got the gameplay goods. And the English version has our, our wonderful writing. So. Yes. Awesome. I take back what I said about it. Looking <laughs> like a total piece of shit. I'm sure it was just that one room. Yeah. That's right. Um, you were in the bed. Also, I like how Brendan is like John's 3D seeing eye dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're, 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 the, we're the big I call play games fans, together. So. I call him over to my desk and I'm like, yeah. Brendan, what does this look like? Tell me about it. Brendan, move behind that table. <laughs> Go talk to that NPC back in the corner. The two of us are the biggest Tales fans, so when he was playing it, I had to look over. Yeah. Well, so speaking of Tales... Um, yes. Did you know about this, John? This is getting Probably in the news, not. which we're going to take a break and come back and talk more about. But uh, this one thing I wanted to get in while we're talking about Tales. Um, oh, you I did know. Yeah. ordered the PS3 limited edition Tales of, well, how do you even pronounce that? Exilia. Exilia? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tales of Exilia. There's just an X. Yeah, uh, dude, don't even. <laughs> okay. Um, don't which uh, is coming out when is that coming out? September 8th, maybe, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. September And there's right. this. Oh. And it got. Uh, it was all over the blogs. Like, people were really excited about the design, what it looks like, and stuff. But so it's coming out in September. And that is apparently there's a new PS3 model. It's a new model PS3. It's a new model PS3, but it's only. It's a 160 gig model of right. it. This new PS3 that's coming out, which uses like a little less power, um, it doesn't have LED. Apparently, yeah, the lamps. LED lights are not, which is kind of weird. Like, how are you going to know it's on or off? Like, are they saving like 10, 10 cents? It's like, yeah, people don't need to know if it's if it's on or off. Dude, it's all about <laughs> saving energy. It's a Japan model. It's a Japan model. It doesn't uh-huh. use any power. And I, I, I'm not sure. It's got a somehow. I'm not sure those are the LED lights yeah, that they're talking about. Maybe they're lights. They're just not LED lights. These are not lights. the LED type that yeah, could be looking for. Um, and uh, what else? Like the, the check button and power button is different. But oh, really? The big thing is the real new model of this um, has 320 gigs. But that's, that's not that big a deal either. A I mean, my, my PS3 is 320 gigs, isn't it? I think. I think the. I think they already had a 320 gig PS3, didn't they? Shrug. That's so f- sad that none of us know. I you PS3 don't know even what year. your own PS3 No, my, no my PS3 I'm going to say yours gigs. is not really? 320 gigs. I think 120 yeah. was like the biggest. No, 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 no I definitely no. think the 320 was new. There's really? there's yeah. 160. Uh, I have the well, I'll check on the break. I'll check on the break, but I'm pretty sure the PS3 I bought is at least two. It's at least 250, it, but I thought it oh, was 220. That, that kind of rings a bell. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. Of, I got lots of gigs. So, yeah, new PS3. I mean, I wonder if it would be quieter, not the... New ones. I would like the new one is a PS3 yeah. that yeah. used less power. Like it's a big, it's like power hog. Watts less. It's not. It's like three hundred to two sixty. Yeah, but I have the first PS3. Yeah, it's not so like Sony is like making a big deal out of this or anything. They're not like, oh, we have a new PS3. No, they're not at all. Like, I just is like a modification of the last last. I just thought, it, yeah, it was interesting. So yeah. um, when we come back, we got the news. news. Um, so news. stick around, and we'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. And uh, over the break, John, you did a little investigating. Yeah, it looks like I do have a 320 gig PS3. It says it came out in uh, last October, and I bought mine after that. So you're so. buying a new PS2. I'm buying a Japanese one. That's half the size of... It's not even about the size. It's just good looking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how much of the space do you use anyways? Oh, I, I could a use lot. it. I, I, I filled really? up my 60 gig PS3 pretty freaking <clears throat> fast. That's why I bought the big one. The big yeah, one. but 300 and whatever gigs, you like have you, you a would Torne, have to... a DVR, are you, like... right? But I use like my terabyte thing for that. Like strictly speaking, PS3, PSN, you know, bot games. I, I mean, maybe I guess if you buy, you shit, install tons a lot of games, of games though, don't you? I, I install it pretty much every. Demo, time. Well, when I'm done, I delete that stuff. Demos? Yeah, demos I delete. Yeah. Right. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah um, I, didn't, I didn't much care about the space in the new one. I mean, I got it because it's a really cool-looking PS3. Okay, well, let, let's uh, let's get into the news. Uh, JJ, give us the news. Boom, boom. And that was bad. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. That's the news. That not sound like news. The so, news. We're into the news, and the big news, I asked people what they wanted to hear about um, on Twitter Really? At Mark McD. Yeah, and I got a lot of good responses. Really? Um, but the number one by far response that people wanted us to talk about was Operation Rainfall. JJ, give us the Operation Rainfall theme song. Operation Rainfall. Da, da, da. I thought you were going to go, you should have done like something like. <laughs> Rainfall. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so, so for people who don't know. Who wants to explain what Operation Rainfall is? Operation Rainfall is a movement among uh, Nintendo fans in the West to get, well, mostly in America, to get uh, The Last Story, Xenoblade, and Pandora's Tower uh, released in the United States. Or in the North America, basically. Right. And because... Because they said... Well, beca- well A, well, because Xenoblade is getting a release in, in Europe. Europe. Um, and apparently Last Story is too. Some French site said it was coming out, right. but you never know. Yeah. I mean, that's French not sites, yeah, officially confirmed. Right. So, there are plenty of sites that said Xenoblade was coming out in the North, North America. So They right. did show it at E3 two years ago. As Monado. Monado. Monado, the Monado. blade of something or other. The magic accident. sword of The forbidden Doom. blade. <laughs> um, but um, so, yeah. So like JJ was saying, Operation Rainfall kind of came out of the internet message boards with mm. people... It's a noble um, cause. Yeah, yeah. Spanning forums and, and gaming sites um, and, you know, uh, email right. ca- campaigns, petitions. Um, it's been covered on IGN, Destructoid, um, Kotaku, a lot of, lot of stuff going on on NeoGAF. And it's kind of a grassroots movement, um, which is really cool. And mm-hmm. they were able to actually, like, get some attention by... Got a lot of attention. Yeah, well, they, they jumped on... Um, nintendo's facebook uh page and they had like 1300 comments in 24 hours this is all by the way coming from the thread on neogaf which if you want more yeah go there and, and and check it out but um and then also then they this was really smart they actually went on um amazon because they had an entry on amazon from when it was at that e3 right, that we talked Monado. about Monado. 2009 and um pre-ordered it and actually, over the course of a few days, 
it became uh, ranked, ranked number one. Number one, yeah, in all video wow. games. Yeah. Um, number one in Wii Action, number one in all games. I confess I pre-ordered it. Did you really? <laughs> really? Nice. Well done. It's well, a great game. Like, seriously. And they were even saying in this petition, like, you know what? Do not pre-order this unless you really are right, going right, to buy right, it, right. which yeah. I thought was cool. And that's what I did because I am going to buy it if it comes out. So, oh, yeah. Course, why not? And um, so that got a lot of <clears throat> attention, a lot of stories. Um and then, you know, stoking the fire. I don't know what the fuck is going on at Nintendo France, but did you see this guy? No. M- Matthew Minet, Minel, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that, marketing manager Minet, of Nintendo France, uh, apparently on the 23rd revealed that, quote, Nintendo of Europe wanted to show Xenoblade Chronicles at E3, but Nintendo of America wouldn't let them because they don't want to show products they aren't planning to sell. Yikes. Dude. Uh, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, what, uh, if, what is he thinking? I don't know. What is he like? I mean, what is he doing? That's ridiculous. Who is that helping? That's yeah. helping nobody. You think he still has a job? I don't know, man. He probably does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Europe true. is like the bane of any video game publisher's existence, at least from my memory of being in the video game oh, press. Totally. It's where they everything Everything. leaks from they yeah. ask the worst questions at the press conference they <laughs> ask about like I, like I think with Shadow of the Colossus it was like um yes the save size for the this is my, this is my European accent oh, trying God. to encompass every European oh, accent God. all into one the, the save size for the file how big is this <laughs> I like how you like started out French but right. ended in Arnold Schwarzenegger no I tried to, I, tr- I tried to grab a little of, from everywhere because we love our Euro- we have a big European yeah. audience actually no, I would love um, to go it's to it's not the audience it's the, it's the guys in the press yes so, um, so continuing back on Operation uh, Rainfall, um, Monolith Soft, the uh, the creators, um, uh, the developers here, and um, famed developers of uh, Disaster Day of Crisis, not a good game, um, <laughs> chimed in hey, on Twitter. Like I do too. The rough translation uh, being Xenoblade has achieved number one ranking video game sales, North American Amazon for one of my titles. This is uh, Yuichiro Takeda. Uh, for one of my titles to achieve such a rank, I'm happy. <laughs> and then, he is pleased. Yes. <laughs> Mistwalker, who um, made uh, Last Story, um, said, thanked the user for the link and said, we support all your, we appreciate all your support. And then tears. Tears. Tears, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and like, then, you know... <laughs> Yeah. What is that, dears? I, I think he was just really excited that people oh, were really into his game. Yeah. 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 I, I interpreted that as tears of sorrow because it's not coming out. <laughs> so, in other words, it was a little both. It was getting uh, noticed right. by, by various people. Well, yeah, and like a lot of Japanese sites were reporting on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, blogs and big time sites like IT Media. Right. And, uh, you know, it even had an influence on Xenoblade sales in Japan. Um, it moved up the charts on Amazon a little bit. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I, I read that A lot as of well. the Western press got involved, right? I yeah. mean, IGN and... Well, right, uh, yeah. All those sites we were talking about um, yeah. about before. It got pretty much across the board coverage. Um, and then and also... the good news at the end of the story? Right. Also getting and coverage. Then, Nintendo set us up the bomb. <laughs> and uh, Nintendo bomb of America Twitter... Said thanks for being such incredible fans. Unfortunately, there continues to be no plans for NOA to release these three games right now. And then they announced on uh, their Facebook page that they promised an update. So here it is. We never say never, but we can confirm that there are no plans to bring these three games to the (laughs) Americas at this time. Thanks so much for your passion and for being such great fans. 
And then the internet exploded. Right. So so here's the thing with these games. Um, like, if it made... I mean, does, is anybody arguing that it makes business sense, dollars and cents wise, to release these games in America? No. I, uh, I, I'm not personally. I don't think I don't think it necessarily makes Nintendo business sense. I think there are a lot of publishers who would kill to release games like this because they they could make money on them. They just won't make a lot of money on them. It's mm-hmm. a, they're not going to lose money on them. Well, I shouldn't say them. I'm specifically talking about Xenoblade and Last Story. I know nothing about the Pandora game. That's like the mm. bastard, you know, brother who's sort of just tagging but along for the ride on this. Let's say Last Story has a t- shit ton of voice work. Right. It does. And you know you need to market it. Well, they both do actually. And if okay, but the Xenoblade, fine. there's an argument because right. it's already being brought out in Europe. It's already been localized. Right. It's How, the developer it's, is a Nintendo-owned Monolith Soft. You right. is totally Nintendo-owned. So and the last story was pretty much funded by Nintendo, also. Well, yeah, because they publish it. That's not right. A, but that's but the point being here that Monolith, yeah. they don't have to pay extra to Monolith. To do extra work to localize ah, it, or they okay, own the right, company already. Right, right, right. Then they don't have to license it from them and so, pay. Right, Presumably, right. who knows? Right, like, you never know. Stuff but. we we have no inside knowledge or track or whatever. Just to make that Monolith clear, also five minutes from here, by the way. Yeah, stop by on the way out tonight. So that argument I understand. Uh, at the same time, I would say you know if it made dollars and cents, cents. Yeah, cents. <laughs> if it made sense, dollars and cents wise. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't release it. So I think the... I could give you 10 reasons. Well, not 10, but I can give you a number of reasons why they wouldn't do it. I mean, you, just from knowing how Nintendo's worked in the past, right? I mean, for one, manpower. How many people does it take to... It's not just like localizing the game, because like you said, it's already been localized. Right. And even if they wanted to do it over and do it better... There's always they could always hire us and we would be happy to help. I was gonna say if if only there was an outlet somewhere out there that did high quality who would translation worked on three Xeno games in the past and also Baten Kaito's Origins. Hmm. So actually, so you just brought up uh, Baten Kaito's Origins, which Uh I was going to say. Oh well, maybe here's part of the reason why (laughs) that was the last game they released for GameCube, though. Come on, right? I mean, universally acclaimed. Universally acclaimed. But end of a console life cycle, right. big RPG, sure. quality nobody's arguing, especially because we did the localization, <laughs> but uh, did not sell at all. It, mm. Right. It probably sold like less than 100,000 copies, I think. But I mean, it was the last GameCube game, like after game uh, Zelda. I mean, like, you know, what do you expect? I mean, that was time. I guess well, the Wii was they didn't market it at all. Not that I would, I probably but, wouldn't have either at that point, but I mean, they didn't market the game at all. But see, like Xenoblade, what, what came out in like 2000. Nine. It came out a while ago. Like it's it's the had Zeno enough time to be. Has yeah. slowly dropped off over the years. You know the Xenosaga games sales wise, mm. and you know understandably slow. The, the second one kind of sucked, and that sort of put a dent in the series. But the third one was great, and you know I think Wait. there's enough of a fan base out there that people would want to buy it. But I, two, did Xenoblade didn't come out in 2009? It's been a while. Uh, it's either it's, it's been it's a 2000, long time. It might be. If maybe 2010. Anyway, yeah, it's one or the other. So but, no, you're right. It's early 2010. I mean, it, don't don't get me wrong because I wanted. Join into the thing too, and like I. <laughs> well, I didn't even finish the point though. I think right, there's, there's people who are there's there's a lot of people involved in bringing a game over. It's not just localization. It's you know they have to set up marketing people, and they got to get shelf space with the developers. With, I mean, with the uh, retailers, all this other, all these other you know uh, avenues that they have to consider 
that they, you know, presumably they're they've got they've got 3ds right now to worry about. They've got all this other they stuff. They got Wii U. I'm not defending they that because Wii, I want this come out, but right. I just I can DS, I think there are other reasons that's besides just freaking regular DS. But, they still got right. But right. the reason why they need to bring these over is because they've got a hardcore fan base that has nothing for the rest of the no, year. Right. You're right. Okay, so and, this right. is the no, argument. I, this is the argument that I'm starting to hear now, which is, okay, you're not going to make money on these. In fact, maybe you are going to lose money on these. You need these, goodwill is what this is. you're going to build goodwill and snowball that momentum but, into right. Wii U. And but this isn't I a agree. political election. This isn't an election. You know, no. the, you know the hardcore people are going to buy the Wii U anyway. But whether, the thing they the, com- whether they bitch about it or not, they're going true. to buy you're it. probably <laughs> right. That's the, true. The point no, is, right. though, <laughs> the point is, though, is that you need... if. Right now, the hardcore Wii market is dead, and the only way to build that is to release games. But it's, they don't want to build these it. people. They don't need to build. They uh, do need I to build them. I would disagree because the Wii U plays Wii games, so I right. think there is a reason to build it. I think it, I don't think it's necessarily the number but one the focus Wii, on your mind right now. The Wii played GameCube games, and we were just talking about buying Kaito Origins. What I'm with there. But going going into the Wii U though, they, the hardcore gamers, especially now that Nintendo has said that they're not going to do it. Are going are going to go into Wii U thinking, well, you know, maybe they're just going to release more, you know. No, if they want to buy, it, they're going to buy it. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to. No, I, I don't think so. Out. I think. Oh, okay. They're going to be people who want their Mario and Zeldas, but you know, there's still people out there who want all that no, other dude, stuff too. My heart, I understand you're like you're. I'm with you. Like on yeah. my heart is with you, but that's not it. Like yeah. that's not the way. As much as they that operate, the guy who runs the operation Rainfall Twitter account, he's buying a Wii U on day one, whether he admits it or not. <laughs> right. And maybe. you know what? I'm. I'm. I wish this all worked out for them. I think it would have been a good idea to do to to actually cater to the fans and sort of, sort of say, "Hey, we are going to do it." It would have been great publicity for them to do that right now at a time when, I mean, Mark, you said it yourself at E3. Like, we the first question on Mark's mind after the Nintendo conference was like, "Where are the Wii games?" Like, we even asked right. Nintendo. Well, I was like, yeah. well, "What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do with the my Wii for the <laughs> right. next?" Like, I'm, I actually still want fucking Wii games. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, like, Rhythm Heaven is coming out. Rhythm Heaven is going to be amazing. Uh, Zelda, obviously. Zelda, I can't. Zelda's the big one. Yeah, Zelda. I'm getting more and more excited. Yeah, me for. too. Every yeah. day, like you saw the Iwata asks yesterday, I, or not the Iwata. It, asks, it was the, uh, Aonuma. Yes, written speaks. by our own uh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Gifford, Gifford for yeah. OneUp.com. Yeah, yeah, Aonuma talked in uh, Famitsu and some places about really it. Good. Actually, something we didn't mention. We mentioned that uh, Iwata asks so much on Ocarina of Time, but you saw that they had messed with a 3D version of Zelda Two. They yeah, were, I was what? like, Dude. oh my god! Mark and I are like big. Fan- we are for a, for many many years. We're not latecomers. We are like original Zelda two uh, enforcers. That <laughs> Zelda game is one of the best. Zelda two. Yeah, but yeah, um, they, they, well, you know what yeah. though? Just let's nerd out for a minute. Like yeah. when the first screenshots of Ocarina of Time ever hit, uh, I, I was back. At, I was at EGM at that point, and um, those, I screenshots those screenshots looked like Zelda two. I mean, it was that link. In a town that was, I don't know if you remember, but the first shots were him walking through a town with buildings on both sides. It looked just like the towns in Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. The big, tall, square buildings. Mm-hmm. And the Link looked just like Zelda 2. Link. I remember I'm sure that's where that stuff came from. The first screenshots I remember were like him fighting a Stalfos. He, that was that first video. Yeah, there was okay. a video of him like fighting that's, a Stalfos. Yeah. yeah, totally. Which I remember at the time being like, oh my god, this is amazing. And then like, looking at them, now. even once the game came out, I looked at them and I'm like, this, right. this is like shit. Yeah. <laughs> this just looks like garbage. Yeah. Um, but, um, but anyway, back to Operation Rainfall. So, um, yeah, it's like I, I, I think it's great, and I hope people actually still 
keep at it and yeah, still no, keep going and, and, yeah. and hoping and, and whatever. Worst case scenario, buy the European version. Well, that's what yeah. I was... Well, yeah, of course. But yeah. also to the Operation Rainfall guys, be responsible about this too. Now that this is not the first... You, you lost your first battle, don't like start being a retard at this point like basically be responsible about it don't like you know flame nintendo yes. and and, and yeah. you know flood Agreed. their inbox or whatever mm-hmm. you know they said never say never so that i say don't give up but right. yeah right. don't yeah don't be a bunch of be dicks. smart about it because i mean the you know there's something that's really an alternative you know thing about this that's really interesting to me is the whole social media like Mother Three was a big thing for Nintendo, the <sighs> Earthbound sequel. And I was going to talk about a lot and never got that out. I was going to bring up Mother Three, but you know, Mother Three. If Mother Three had come Best out today, game ever with social networking and Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and you know, I mean, what? Look at Egypt and like you know, shit happens because of Twitter. I mean, like there, it is possible that you know people could have had more of a impact. And so mm. I think this is a really valuable tool to use. Just don't use it irresponsibly. Just use it properly, and sooner or later, you know, good things are bound to happen. I still have Maybe. hopes. Yeah, someday, Mother Three download. I know, man. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. We're yeah. Digital download. We should just translate it and <laughs> show up to Nintendo yeah. and be like, yeah. "Hey, I'm gonna call Iwata on the phone. Just be like, "Hey, yo, Iwata, do this for me." And he'll be like, "Sure, Justin." <laughs> Iwata asks, yeah. four answers." Right. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, this really was what most people wanted us to talk about, and it was a lot in the news, and it's kind yeah. of in our sure. real house. I feel so. like I feel like. This has origins in this podcast because I've mentioned several times that those games need to come out. Oh, America. we've always been big, yeah, behind. I mean, because I, I, I just take want to take total credit for the <laughs> I want to take total credit for everybody else's story. I gotta say, I was I gotta say, I was disappointed when I saw that Operation Rainfall wasn't following me on Twitter, considering I'm like <laughs> one true. of the first early voices in favor of Xenoblade coming out. But wow, well, um, the uh, other story that the uh, Twitterverse has been. Yeah, up in arms over um, this past week, especially is the Resident Evil Mercenaries 3D oh, file wow. save gate. Save gate. I like that. No, no. Resident Evil the Mercenaries 3D file save gate. Because <laughs> um, you just got to put gate on the name of yeah, anything sure. that people are talking about. So who wants to explain what the hell this is, whole mess is I, all I about? I don't even know. The if shit I fucking sucks. Basically, I mean, help me out, JJ, but basically, like, the Mercenaries 3D for 3DS, you cannot delete your your save data. But apparently the game is set up, and it's like a mission-based thing, so technically you can play all the missions, even if someone has completed the game. The problem is, is that... All the unlocks and stuff you can't You're totally take back. buying their their right. sales pitch. Well, I'm just saying, like wait, you know, so the game is like the mini game, the Mercenaries mini game has always been in the Resident Evil series. If you don't know, it's like running around, shooting things, getting points, combos, mm-hmm. items. You're unlocking stuff, oh. characters, skills. I right. think other things. I haven't actually played the game. This is all from reading mm. around. But you're it, it, presumably maybe even stages or whatever. So yeah, it's not. You're not denied any content, but right. what happens is there's no basic. There's only one save spot on the cartridge. The cartridge right. either saves or it doesn't, and there's no resetting that save data. Right. So, right. for example, if I want to give my game to JJ and say, "Okay, here, play it," and you know, you want to start from the beginning and not right. have everything unlocked that I've unlocked, you can't. Mm. If I want to sell the game used back to wherever or buy the game used and start my game over from the start. I can't do that either. Yep. Right. That's basically what the situation right. is. Right. And one of the things Capcom actually said as a def- 
a bullshit defense was that the point of the game is to go back to old missions and increase your score. Thus, there's no need to to delete your save because you'll always try to improve your score on the missions, which is complete bullshit because some people might want to start from the beginning. Well, right. I'm angry, Brendan. You're mad. Yeah. You're mad. I haven't even played this game. <laughs> so what, the, what, the, what they're saying, the official Capcom thing came out, and there were so uh, how everybody took it was they're immediately the kind of uh, immediate knee-jerk reaction, reaction yeah. was that um, it was to discourage used game sales. Right. right. And in yeah. fact, um, some retailers, GameStop, uh, stopped buying it. They On, on launch day, while, they yeah. said they weren't going to buy it. Is that really true? That happened? Yep. Mm-hmm. Very wow. quickly, though, said they started again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Capcom was like, uh... They looked at it. Are you yeah, sure about like, that? Hey, what the fuck? We got <laughs> enough shit going on. Help us out. Um, but uh, HMV, I think it was HMV in the UK, stopped. And EB Games in Australia, I think, is not stocking it. Really? Wow. Yeah. I didn't um, realize that the retailers were in on this, too. I just thought it was the No. Well, it's pissed. not... It, yeah, the retailers aren't. I don't even know that they're pissed. They're just like, okay, well, we're not going to stock it because people aren't going to want to buy that. I don't know that they know exactly. They understand the nature of the game. Wait, mm. is that why I thought they didn't want to stock it because they can't resell it? Because the retailers only care about reselling. Right. Used, no. Right. I mean, they, they perceive that they can't resell it. I don't mm. think they realize that the game. They think probably too that oh, this was done. So no one's going to want to buy this game us. used. We're honestly like. You buy that game used, I do think most people probably do want to start from the start. They want to be the one to unlock all this stuff. Um, But it's not a deal breaker the same way that it would be, you know, uh, like an adventure game or an action game, an RPG. But so just to go back to the official Capcom um, comment um, on the Capcom Unity site, um, uh, one of their community guys was talking about it and basically was saying that it was treated like an arcade fighting game where... um, if you don't know, like some arcade fighting games mm. have time unlocks where characters right. after like a week of an arcade game Tekken being games do that, yeah. on the street, a new character just becomes available and then another new character, another new character. Um, Which I got to say, was a, that was a smart card to pull because it is, I think it is just an excuse, but it was a good excuse to I, use. So I disagree. Uh, uh, okay, well, let's talk about that. But until he gets to the end, which I think you're coming to. Well, yeah, he gets to the end saying anyone purchasing a copy of the game secondhand would have access to all the missions and skills that the original owner unlocked in addition to the content that was available to the original user. I think the key word there is skills. Like, missions right. is not the end of the world. Like, So I just don't choose a later mission until I've beaten the earlier ones. Like, you can self-restrain on that. But, like, skills... Like, if you have the skills unlocked already Even from later self, in the game... Even self-restraining. No, it's like, well, what if every game you bought had all the achievements unlocked? Right, yeah. It's, I'm not saying it's ideal or anything. I'm right. just saying, like, until then, I thought his argument was sounded genuine. Well, here's why I think the arcade argument is specious logic. Okay. Like, number one, it discounts the, the kind of Pavlovian reward sort of, of sure, you sure. unlocked something. Right, which right. Is, everything. Which is worth something. And if it's not... Then why the fuck isn't it unlocked from the start? That's a good point. If there's no point to any of that unlocked, then it should be unlocked from the right. start. Mm-hmm. Two, the difference with arcade games is everybody has access to arcade games. Like the arcade right. games out, I could walk into an arcade and play it. I don't have to buy it or own it. I don't have to. I can read about it, know about it, or whatever. I have the option to get it or not. Then a week later. If I'm playing it or not, that thing becomes unlocked for the world. That character becomes unlocked for the world. It becomes unlocked for the world. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's not like a game. You know, the arcade release is when you buy the game for a console game, if that makes any sense at all. Right. So I have my own theory about this. And 
um, which I, nobody seems to be talking about. Really? Yeah. Like, I want to hear this. Oh, here we go. So here's my theory. Is that, okay. I think that the it's like that. Uh, what's the the razor? It's the simplest explanation. Is the um, is usually the Occam's. Yeah. I think they just fucked up. I think they just, yeah. I think they just, I mean, it needed, all it needed was one thing, which is like reset the settings, right? right? right. Maybe they didn't want to bother with multiple save spots. That's fine. I can understand that. The game has a save, autosave feature or not. That's fine. But which makes more sense? That they're really thought about it and they're like, you know what? We want to. It doesn't really do the uh, used the game thing. The thing is, wait, I sh- okay. let me finish my theory all right. first, all right? Like, this shit happens all the time where people are just like, okay, it's this mercenaries game. We're sure. getting it out as fast as we fucking possibly right. can. We already going to miss 3DS launch. Let's just get it out. Okay. And this, again, we have no knowledge at all uh, inside. This is purely me, like, you know, just mm. just thinking oh, yeah, about yeah, of it. Course. But, like, the, the, it makes no sense. It doesn't make sense from a used game standpoint <laughs> at all. Put your hands down. <laughs> me, 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 Put me, your me. hands down. I'm going to finish. It does not make sense from a used game standpoint thing. That thing where people think it just doesn't make sense. If you're going to do that, there's definitely other ways that you would do that. And and, and? this kind of shit just fucking like no, but this game was not like a flagship title. This okay. game is like a like get it out ASAP title. <laughs> On a low level, I will say that the the, the logic, the flow of that uh, argument is just that how many games have they put out put out until this to now? Like they've done hundreds and hundreds of games over the years. This has never happened before. Got to be somewhere along their checklist of shit to do on every game they do would be to like have a function to delete your save data. I mean, but that's a little. I don't know, dude. Argument. I see somebody being the- like, you know what? Should we even have like a reset whatever in here and be like, shit? You know what, man? That's it's Friday. It's like <laughs> I gotta get to happy hour. It's midnight. Okay, the, the I've been key- fucking here for three months. I just want to fucking get this out of the door so we can work on revelations. Right. <laughs> like, but just, the high level argument, or, yeah. I, or I would say the stronger argument, what I actually believe, or what what I think is good evidence against Capcom is that they have that thing on the PSN where you right right can you have like they have this DRM they have a history of stupid bullshit oh I got the mic next come on well yeah you get next but the thing is, is <laughs> explain they, what you're talking about on though, PSN you have to be online in order to um, you have to log into PSN once when you play their games if I'm if I'm no certain download titles including right. Bionic Commando the right. second Bionic Commando and I Magic think Sword fi- Magic Sword Final, Final Fight the the HD remake you have to actually log in in order to play the game each time right and when PSN was down you could not play the game right and so that makes me think that there was some thought put into this because clearly that's not an accident more recently the biggest piece of DRM bullshit coming out of Capcom recently and so so much so that they actually went back on it was uh, Super Street Fighter Arcade Edition if you were not connected to the internet you were not able to play with all of the characters they locked you out of characters unless you were connected to the internet. So it's similar. It's similar to the DRM thing, basically. Right. I mean, it's more or less the same. Kind they, of- but so many people complained. They went back on that and said, like, okay, yeah, yeah you can play with all the characters but, when but you're not. Online. None of this is dissuading me because with this game, I mean, there is a, a what they're doing is not so much. It just comes off as ignorance rather than a DRM thing, right? Like, if they really wanted to discourage use game thing. Why in this game where it's just like, well, all everything's just unlocked for you? Do you think they really place? I don't if think it really they place was an accident or it was ignorance. Then why not just release a little 
download patch or something to fix it. I mean, they could do that if they wanted to. Uh, I don't think it's that simple, especially on a Nintendo system. It's mm. not that simple as being like, you know what? This game's messed up. And then everybody freaks out. All the retailers are like, wait a second. What? Unless this game is patched, it's like broken. Then right. blah, 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 blah. It becomes this whole huge thing. I mean, I don't even think at everybody at Capcom's level it was like a conscious thing. But I think somewhere... Some guy right some guy now wanted to get home to his girlfriend. Some guy right now is sitting at home like, "Oh shit, man! This really <laughs> caused a big thing. I should just put in that one fucking button." But he's like the only guy that knows. And to everybody else, it's like, "Oh, it's like one of our arcade games." You know, it just went down. Like, right. wait, why is this like this? And then finally, he came back with, right. "Oh, it's uh, like a fighting game in an arcade." When yeah, because the unlocked. PR response was very manufactured, right. as PR responses tend to be. But. It makes no sense at all. Right. Yeah. That, that but, response makes no sense. At at all it's I, like what is the benefit if it, if there is a benefit to having everything unlocked already for you then why is it not that way from right. the start of the game mm. end of story sure. so my thing is though knowing how game development works a little bit <laughs> I, I don't know i, <laughs> I, I just feel like the simplest been, explanation they've been trying a lot of weird drm things recently and yeah. i don't see this like as out of the ordinary i think it's them. good that they are concerned about used game sales i do think there is I, i'm i'm i mean this is a total separate episode argument in another sure. you know time but i i am definitely a, you know in agreement that you know they something needs to be done about the used game situation because retailers like gamestop are basically raping game publishers but you know, so I can see why they're concerned, but mm. at the end of the day, all they're doing is hurting the audience that's playing the game. So. I think it's more like like date rape. I don't know if it's like <laughs> total rape because the developers are kind of yeah, they're kind of like, well, I kind of like you, and they like talk to each other, and they like you know have dinner together, but then it just goes. It's, a, it's too, an abusive relationship. It goes too far right. in the end. They're definitely not happy at the right. uh, yeah the next morning. Um, <laughs> JJ, are you okay? Have you said your piece on uh, yeah, the, no, the Capcom I'm, thing? Yeah, I'm very good. Um, they're also developing a new online PC game, um, Ixion Saga. I don't know if that's pronounced. Um, Who? Capcom? Capcom, yeah. Really? Uh, online PC game, uh, 8 versus 8 combat. You're using swords, gun, and magic. This is in the new uh, Japanese magazine, Famitsu. I looked at the pictures and I thought it was like a Monster Hunter Thing. It looks kind of cartoony, a little more cartoony than that. They they showed a little some um, art, um, and anyway, that alpha is starting soon. Um, the alpha test open to five thousand players starting July twenty eighth. Five thousand? Yeah, that's a low number. Due for release in Japan to summer twenty twelve. Well, it's a, it's an alpha. Yeah. Um, cool. So we got uh, we better start uh, chugging through this news yeah, a little bit faster. Um, bu- 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 what next? Um, Home watch this week in home. JJ, <laughs> give us the this week in home. Um, this week in home stuff. Did I tell you guys I played home for like <laughs> you what? Did. And no. I think Hiroko yeah, also see the of, uh, Shane uh, dancing in front of the White Knight. Uh, I walk. did see that actually. I was at a when I got to E3. When I got to LA, the first night I stayed uh, with Shane Bettenhausen, um, old, old friend of the show, Mister mm-hmm. Man. Yes, Mangon, now and, of Ignition um, Entertainment. Of Ignition Entertainment. 
And uh, yeah, we uh, I, I asked him to give me a little home tour, and so he we played some home and checked out some stuff. Do you play home or do you experience home? Yeah. I don't know what you do, but or does, uh, home, or does home play you? Ooh. <laughs> it was more it or less the same as I remembered it though so far. So meaning uh, shit, meaning yeah, I, <laughs> meaning a lot of dancing people and a lot of like, hey, are you really a woman or are you? Right. <laughs> but I feel like an avatar. Uh, is, are we just gonna make fun of home swear, every every yes, episode? But now? the funniest Shut thing, up, and I'm not making this up, is while we were doing it, some. Somebody came up to him and started doing like a dance hop thing. To of course, character. dude. Of course. So, uh, Patrick Klepek, another friend of the show, has a story up on Giant Bomb. And by the time you listen to this, an interview, an in-depth interview on Home, um, I will say to me, uh, I will say that it proved to me that a there are people who play Home and who like Home and who write right. magazines about Home. Magazines? And yeah, wow. um, the other thing that I really got out of it was that there is a game within Home called. I'm not making this up. Sodium. (laughs) And, and sodium, it's actually like a whole ecosystem. It's like its own world into and of itself. They're actually releasing sodium two, which is kind of a wipeout esque. Yeah. The the first one to its credit is called something like salt shooter. It actually acknowledges that the name of the game is is like what a four year old thinks (laughs) is like a cool kind of scientific name, but actually just means fucking salt. (laughs) Um, but, um, you know, they, they basically do say in this interview and thing, it's kind of a, well, here's why the people who like it do like it. Mm. And more, more power to them. It states that thing again that they're making money with it, which, you know, to, to that I say, I just want to see the numbers of what it costs to develop. Show like, me the money. I hear that a lot. And I, if that's, I believe that there's definitely some money to be made in these microtransactions. I think they're doing some interesting stuff. They had this E3 kind of showcase where you could walk around their booth okay. and a lot less you know I crowded click sweaty links and smelly on YouTube. than it really is but well you can but it's yeah. kind of a neat interesting different way of we've got to be the podcast the the number one podcast in the world that talk like that talks about home like, <laughs> that's well that's be. the thing i don't think so because i think there's other podcasts out there uh, okay. that talk about homey in great I detail see, I see, I see. and yeah sodium fans exactly sodium. big big time sodium fans <laughs> Um, I won't even go into sodium has like a Wikipedia entry longer than like North America. I know. (laughs) So what I'm saying is what I got out of that was that home fans. I'm surprised we our office hasn't been bombed or something by now because (laughs) home fans are into home. Like that should have been the title of Patrick's story. Like home fans fucking love home. <laughs> so it's got its fans. Luckily, they don't listen to this podcast because um, yeah, they would hate us. They yeah. But um, I think you know maybe Patrick uh, is has an interview with this guy who's kind of the evangelist. Uh, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> you were gonna say the Evangelion one. <laughs> the Evangelion. Uh, we're supposed to talk about that. Uh, oh, nah, evangelist for. Sure. Um, for home and um, yes, I want to talk to that guy. You know, I, I maybe at some Actually, point I want to, you talk to I want to see a I want to see a, a, we'll see a faith healing. Maybe in we'll do it at home. Faith healing on home. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we'll do it in interview on home. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. like a chat interview. Yes, that would be awesome. During <laughs> a intense bout of sodium two, um, a wipeout wannabe street racer hovercraft, we will um, we'll get Shane to dance in the background in front of the white knight uh, <laughs> on his porch. That was pretty awesome, I have to say. The, the white knight statue was uh, was pretty cool. And uh, speaking of that, um, White Knight 2 is out in Europe, I think coming out in America. White Knight or- Publishers, I saw it at E3. It was kind of kind of sad. There's like one one TV in all yeah. of E3 that was showing White Knight 2, but Aww. it was there in the back of Namco's booth. And the PSP game, uh, Origins? It's only in the UK. <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. Only enough, in the UK. Um, that's just games. this week in White Knight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this week in White Knight. JJ, work on the theme song for that for next time. Um, <laughs> you don't want me to do that. Yeah. Also, <laughs> this week um, and every week on uh, site friend of the show, Kotaku.com. Yes. Retro Game Master. Yes. AKA Game Center. Game Center CX. Which we cannot watch here in Japan. Which we cannot watch here in Japan because the show is based here in Japan. Yeah. Uh, well, we cannot watch the English version. We can watch the Japanese version. If we pay are, for cable. Yeah. Or well, or, or if we have a 3DS, there's like 15 episodes oh, yeah. available But they're like, they're free. short form. Or I prefer the real thing. if we have an internet connection. Yeah. yeah. In BitTorrent. There are flash or sites. Flash sites. <laughs> no. But um, uh, you might know it as a... Uh, well, a game version of it was made, Retro Game Challenge, which some people on this show, I'm not naming names, but starred in. <laughs> yeah. um, two, two people on this show at yes. least starred in that game. At least yeah. their pictures and uh, names may or may, may not have. I believe I was the creator of Guardia Quest. The oh, RP, the that makes RPG sense. That makes total sense. Alternate 80s. <laughs> I think I took the picture. Three people on this podcast <laughs> were involved in then. Um, so if you don't know, you should know and you should watch it. This is a totally. game um, yes, it's where awesome show. a Japanese comedian picks one game every week to try to play through. Sometimes he finishes it. Sometimes he doesn't. Always has a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, He's really bad at games. Formula for a show. It's just basically like an excuse to to do a bunch of retro gaming. Yeah. And watch yeah. somebody play through. There's a lot of shitty... I, my opinion is the best games are the really hard, kind of obscure yeah. games. Clock Tower, I think, is one of the greatest episodes. Mm-hmm. The best episodes are, I think, games that you kind of wanted to play, that you were interested in, but were just too fucked up or impossible in right. weird ways for you to actually have the patience to play through. But I still I really, feel like games like Ninja Gaiden and stuff like that, because they're so was fucking the hard. episode on three, right? Yeah. I think it was just oh, the first Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. oh really? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Are, are also really good. Mm-hmm. I really like the games that I didn't know about. Like, they're, you know, the when the first season he plays, like, some old-school Famicom games that I really had... I mean, I've heard of them, but I didn't know what they were. Like, the yeah. Atlantis game and... Uh, was it Nazano Atlantis or whatever? The Mystery of Atlantis. Oh, oh my that's, God. It's like a legendary game. Yeah, shit I mean, game. There are some really great that episodes. That game is so fucking fucked up. Yeah. And, and it's and it's not really good either, but it's just no. like, it's so brutal and, and right. merciless that you kind that's of can't stop watching. the game where you just like go and fall in a certain spot and then you appear right. the, like, two levels get, backwards or forwards yes. or whatever. The it's, way to get to the end, you need a book <laughs> so crazy. and a miracle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, I mean, there have been legendary episodes of that where it's they a did a 24-hour playthrough of lemmings which was amazing because he actually well i don't that spoil it. i would not you could not pay me enough money to watch that it, it well, was because it's is, lemmings yeah come on no but it was really good lemmings? yeah i mean if they made it good for tv oh. all right you ruined it for me you just ruined it i was riding a high and you just fucking stomp and uh, my... and and kaino boken what kaino boken isn't that the name of the game that uh there was another one he did a 24-hour thing it's like a 2d uh, platforming oh, puzzle game. Draga, like, yeah, like it's like a spin off. Somewhere right, right yeah. now, uh, Ray Barnholt is like, hey, you fucking idiots! It's, it's this! It's this! God damn it! No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's kind of Boken. And I think and, Kevin um, Gifford is humming the tune. Uh, but no, it was like a super, super difficult game that they, like, you know, they had three guys playing it and it was just really fun to watch. It's, okay, it's, a, cool. it's a good show. It's a great show. Check it yes. out. Actually, I would be curious if you guys who have not seen the Japanese version, presumably, tell us what you think. Like, is yeah. it, is it mm. comprehensible in English? Like, is the I was able to watch the uh, little uh, teaser trailer, and I got to hear the English guy's voice. It's which, dubbed, right? 
uh, just the announcer. Just the announcer. And I've heard like that's a problem. Like the subtitles are there's up in the timing, corner at the same time. As well. It would be hard to do because there's a lot of text on screen right, and right. stuff. And the announcer is very like, "Hey, it's Ninja Guy," but you got to kind of be that way. Wait, what do you so. mean the announce? Oh, you mean the guy who announces the narrator? The sh- oh, but but Arino is not uh, is not Arino uh, is subtitled. Oh, okay, right. Which I think is the right choice, sure. actually. But uh, I don't know how the subtitles work out. So interesting. Um, okay, let's move on. Um, speaking of Nintendo, Wii U stuff. So um, there was some news out this week. Um, a couple things. One, uh, you have to pardon me. Like I printed everything out at a six-point font, so it's <laughs> really small. Wow. Um, but uh, one is uh, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata, Mr. Iwata, we call him, um, was talking about uh, the online and uh, social networking capabilities of the Wii U at a QA session at E3. And um, translation of some of his comments I thought were really interesting. Um, he was saying, we are, go- we are going to create this style of uh, online uh, structure that we would like you, the developer... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me back up. So he actually says, so what I've come to feel lately is that the idea of saying we're going to create this style of online structure that we would like you, the developers, to fit in mm-hmm. um, is perhaps already out of date. Instead, oh, quote, which is basically a slight against Xbox Live. Right. More or less. Uh, I think that Nintendo's past console business has often included this idea of a set and fixed online structure. So I think that going forward, the question is really to what degree Nintendo can create a more flexible system for its consoles. Um He's saying that the things that the different publishers want to do are, in fact, seemingly rather different. So um, our current direction is how we can take the desires of third parties and create a system that's flexible enough to enable them to do the types of things they might want to do. Um, Which my thinking, what that sounds like Mm. to me is PS2 online. It sounds like a train wreck is what it sounds like. That's exactly what Sony was saying when the PS2 was like, you don't want Xbox Live. And this is Xbox One. Xbox right. Live is like, no, we're going to go to EA and say, hey, EA, what do you want? Do you want people to have sign up for Madden Newsletter and have your own name and login? Hey, Capcom, do you want to have your own name and login that people have to fucking right. go to your website? to? Or, hey, Konami, do you want to have two logins oh. to play Metal Gear or whatever oh. it was? You know what? I, it's really sad because it's not that hard to get it like there are a lot of people out there including probably five at this table of five who get it like we can really easily tell you what you need to do why is it so hard for japanese game developers to get it with online the problem is i'm sure the publishers are saying that i'm sure activision is being like you know what we've got this call of duty thing we really want people who just want to play call of duty to start up their wii u and go online into their call of duty elite hub world and just see that and do this and blah 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 it, to me, it's like, you know, there is a trade-off where it's like, yeah, you do want to enable these these different things and you do want to make the third parties happy. But that's not what people who want to uh, – the press especially want right. to hear. And what the audience, the audience wants is I want an idiot-proof one login thing that has all my friends, that has mm, right. all this other stuff. Um, the thing that, that worries me the most is that – 3DS like doesn't have like for example achievements of some sort. It's like right. how could you not have achievements on a new platform in this day and age? If there were achievements on uh, virtual console games, 
I can guarantee you I would have bought three times as many games as I have bought so far. It like, smacks of, I don't know if it's arrogance or what, because it was like Sony coming out with right. the PS3 and it didn't have it at first. And people were like, really? Like, do you do you think it's think a fad? I think it's arrogance. I think it's ignorance because I think they don't strike me as an act well, of arrogance. Well, they've talked about it, though. And what they've said is, I they've mean, I'm saying them arrogance. into their own games. Like Metroid Prime 3 had them. Some of the, Well, yeah, yeah. But that's the difference. You need, it, you need it to be a system-wide thing for it to actually make, you know, a difference, though. What they've said is that, um, that I, I think they've said like achievements has you thinking about something else other than the game has you like concentrating on this other experience. I don't know. That's what, not true though. I mean, that's, what that's what I say about arrogance is that you know other people copy Nintendo. Nintendo doesn't copy right. other people right. a lot of times. So I think having to actually break down and be like. Uh, you know well, what? That's not arrogance. That's just pride, right? I mean, that's well, that's arrogance, like, pride, same thing. Same thing. Well, there's a fine line, but yeah. But I mean, so that's the question: Is this N64 Nintendo? That's like, you right. know what? No, we're doing cartridge. Uh, you know, or is it just that they actually? Well, no. I don't think so because I really think that Iwata is brilliant. Like, I think that their management is actually full of people who really are visionary. You know, smart. People who make amazing mm. games, and and I think, it's but do more, they get it in terms of online? Well, I think which some, is just two different things, right? Uh, prob probably not, because yeah, I don't know why, but I, that's the that's the big. See, Everybody you know, when I online, heard right? this, I thought I thought more along the lines of they wanted to like make room for like companies who wanted to do their own subscription services and freemium, right. and but, all that kind of thing. So here's the question, though: How do you do that within a do you not want a simple unified? Of course, you one, gotta have at least one right. login. I, I feel one like one login is a must. Right. There's probably that, but I think maybe like they just wanna uh, like make sure that all business models can be taken care yeah. of within right. the system. Right. PSN is not is not is PSN not more or less what they want. PSN is, PSN like is kind of between Xbox and what they're talking right. about. It sounds right. Like. All you need is robust. You need um, a login and you need achievements. And as long as that stuff is consistent between all games, the rest of it will fall into place. So maybe what they're talking about is a PSN like service. So. I hope I so really too. Hope yeah. So. Um, one thing that they are saying, which um, if not, we're headed for another GameCube era. Like there's no two ways about it. So I right. really hope so. To, to be fair. Um, one thing they talked about in terms of social networking was, um, that uh, Iwata says that they've come to the conclusion that they are no longer in a period where there's a really roundabout way of saying basically that they uh, they do they can't ignore social networking. Right. Mm-hmm. They do need to address things like that. And that's um, They're saying it's important to consider the social graph of social networking services, how they can work in conjunction with something like a video game platform. Um, and and uh, just to go back to services that they may or may not want, one of the things that they mentioned specifically is like voiceover IP. Like that maybe some publishers don't want that. And I do know of specific Japanese game developers that are saying like, you know what? We don't want people to be able to talk to each other in this right. game. And instead of uh, something like Xbox Live where in order to get approved, you have to be able to have right. people talk to and, you each know, other. I'm in down with that. Like, If that's what they mean by like the freedom of the right. publishers. Yeah. Okay. Like I, there is something to be said for like unified service where you know you're getting all of these features in every game. Right. But I mean, at some extent, you're kind of letting the publishers hang themselves, you yeah. know, live or die by their own feature sets. Um, but uh, Wada goes on to say, you know, types of features like voice over IP and social networking where systems have been seen as being weak in the past um that they uh, he's saying that perhaps you'll notice we've found ways to take advantage of these types of features like voice over ip and social networking so 
he did address that that's been a weakness with them. And mm-hmm. he has said that online has been a weakness and has said that that's one of the areas where they've learned and they need to partner with other people and blah, blah, blah. So hopefully that's Yeah. The good problem news. is, though, like I don't see any evidence of that in the 3DS. Like I don't see them learning at all. So a lot of people have been saying that. But it. so think of it. That's true. But when that decision had to get made with 3DS, what was that? Maybe like a year ago? Probably. Probably. Yeah. So they're making that decision now. Yeah, you would have hoped that a year ago that they would have gotten it right, still, yeah, right. but I don't think that's it's changed that much. Worrisome. It's a yeah. different. It's been five well, years it, since it, the 360 came out, right? You kind of can't mind. ignore it 16. by now. Yeah. Um, at least they're saying that. Um, so let's see what else we got. A lot more shit to go through. Um, yes, real world modern warfare two at a Call of Duty convention. They're doing a Call of Duty convention, like a Halo convention. <laughs> it's like a gun show. Everybody's doing a Halo or a fucking convention. Everybody has to have their own BlizzCon. What do you mean? Who cares? Like just <laughs> put them, seven million put them all dude together. bros. <laughs> yeah, care, exactly. man. I can see a Blizzard convention. I just can't see a Call of Duty convention. What are you? What are you gonna do, dude? You're, you're, you're gonna. Here's shoot, what you're gonna, gonna do. You're gonna eat hamburgers from the venue uh, in the game that, that you shot rockets off of. In in oh, Modern Warfare that's 2. Exciting. Oh, that's You're going fun. to run around in like a real world. Do they have laser tag? Life laser rep, rep, not laser tag, but paintball. Oh, oh wow. Better. A step that's up. Pretty a harsh. Step up. And real there's like world, a tournament uh, for money. You're going to get to play Modern Warfare 3's online multiplayer. Everything goes to charity. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. Um, Activision's raising money for, yes, this. Um, it helps vets find. Um, I, I do feel jobs. like this is a no brainer. Like, this game is huge enough for that sort of thing, so why not? Well, and Activision needs good PR, so yeah. we're kind of helping them out. Um, back to Nintendo. I didn't get through all the Nintendo stuff. I actually have a few more things. Um, there were a few tidbits out of their shareholder meeting um, a few days ago. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, like, uh, Awada was the only person to make over 100 million yen um, on Nintendo's board. Which really? is like a million dollars, maybe like a million, mm. 1.2 million. That is fucking nothing. Like Bobby Kotick's fucking driver makes right. one point <laughs> yeah, two million dollars yeah. a year. That is fucking. That is the difference between the Japanese industry and that the American right. industry. And he made less. You know, he took less this year because uh, you know 3ds didn't do kind of what they thought, and Wii is down, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so people asked him about the, it was the reaction to the Wii U bad, and he said that. Uh, his take on it was that the reaction directly at the venue at the show were really good, um, but that the reaction differed greatly between those who covered the product at the show and those who covered Saw it online. It yeah. yeah, who didn't Which, ever see the system? And, right. So right. That, exactly. Yeah. So that that was his take. Was so it it outlines to him the sense that they really need to you know have people show it. And I will say, having listened to the show last week, that yes, I really liked the feel of the Wii U controller. Yeah. And I didn't. I was have fighting the problem against those haters last week. It's true. I know. I I, to hear. I really did not have a problem. I feel like I want to try it again though because I've heard heard this with a few people the if you're just using sticks and the shoulder buttons thing but i we really played several that de- i mean we were there yeah, longer than the average person we were there for like because we had like somebody hook us up there, we there in the like area hour, basically we, we played, played almost every demo yeah. there in the area where you could play all the yeah, Wii U demos. And like mm-hmm. i we so we played a lot of stuff that used the sticks and everything yeah. and I, yeah. I had no problem with it yeah me either. yeah and comfy. I, I thought it was really yeah i thought it was light and yeah it was light i thought it would be heavier but right. it wasn't heavy at all it looks like it's going to be uncomfortable yeah. right. more uncomfortable than it actually is um 
I agree about the multi-touch. It, it should get multi-touch yeah. just for different yeah. Hopefully they'll, applications. You know, it's not going to happen, but I kind of wish it would. But then how will you draw your line art of You can link? do that, too. You can do that on an iPad with your finger. You like. can do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really need to court indie developers, too. I don't think oh, yeah. many yeah. people have talked mm-hmm. about that, but I think the real yeah. interesting stuff that's going to come out of that, besides the stuff at Nintendo, which they are, I trust those guys to come up with sure, some interesting sure. shit. Um yeah, I think some indie get some indie boys on yeah. that. Back to the shareholders meeting. Um, uh, more interesting, I think, even than that. He said, um, "Is Nintendo's HD development ability okay?" This is a question for a shareholder. And Iwata said, "You know, regarding Zelda HD, um, Japanese developers said that it could not be replicated on other machines. That's interesting. Um, but he said it was made in a relatively short period, so he feels Wait, why not? that it won't be a problem." Other machines being like it was so of such a high, I'm guessing high fidelity, you know, high fidelity that it mm. could not be done on a 360 or a maybe not at the PS3. frame rate with Zelda. Yeah, what they showed of Zelda no HD. No way, you could do that on Xbox or PS3. Are you kidding? I mean, well, maybe you, you played it. The water gonna have to. I'm not, I mean, it looked that. great, but that was art direction. That wasn't tech. I mean, that was absolutely the or bird was demo. It? People, I, a lot the, of people fawned about the bird demo at E3. The bird demo was not bad. Don't get me wrong, but there, don't. Don't even think you couldn't do that on Xbox or PS3 with ease. The that, lighting that in the Zelda demo was pretty advanced. I don't know. It looked pretty good. I but I don't and know enough about good. anything. But I mean, to know. it didn't look like. But yeah. you know, it does, and I'm, I'm not even saying it needs to look better than PS3. I'm just saying, like, right. don't pretend that stuff can't be done on PS3 or Xbox. It didn't strike you as like, oh fuck, this could never no. be done. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't. I mean, it, I don't think too many people would argue. I didn't mm-hmm. hear people talking about it that way. Everybody right. agreed. I thought it looked great. But oh yeah, I, can't, I want that Zelda. On yeah. My, um, my body is ready. So <laughs> and then they were saying another good good question was, can't the 3DS controller be used? Uh, can't the 3DS be used as a controller for the Wii U and uh, Wada says you know it is possible technically mm-hmm. he says however didn't Miyamoto say that at A3 too I think uh, probably I don't know mm-hmm. but and, and people are still talking about a big thing and a big takeaway from E3 from a lot of people was like well you can only use one controller with mm-hmm. the system that's not which you said confirmed. like months ago on this podcast <laughs> I did <laughs> um, I heard that like two days a day after that rumor came out but it uh, turned out to be true um what else what else what else um that's nintendo in sony land there was a shake-up um cause Hirai was promoted um from president and group ceo to chairman which is cool taking over as president group ceo andrew house which is a name you've, you've probably heard a lot if you've been following the game industry for a while he of sony europe um, this takes, of Sony America. Yes, this takes place uh, September 1st. And they also announced that Ken Kutaragi uh, retired on June 28th uh, from his no, role no, as honorary no. chairman, um, which a.k.a. Which like the-, the PS3 window seat, right. which you get for designing <laughs> right. the fucking fucked up PS3 <laughs> giant, heavy, expensive Yes, Blu-ray playing right. mm-hmm. every bell and whistle you dreamed of. Forty, yeah, yeah, right. super machine. Get yeah. Job. Yeah. yeah, get two jobs. Anyway, uh, he will continue his role as senior technology officer of Sony Corporation. SEI said so. That's cool. I mean, props to Ken Kudaragi. He yeah. made mm-hmm. like he hit fucking two times on a row. Would not be what it is right now. It's yep. not unfair that's to true. say that. I think it's so. I, I I respect the little guy. Two out of three ain't bad. Yes. Uh, I'm just kidding. PS3. You know I love you. Well, PS3. now we love PS3. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, another story a lot of people wanted us to talk about, uh, Yasumi Matsuno. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the creative, creative level five. Creative juggernaut five. behind Tactics Ogre, Final Fantasy twelve, Vagrant Story. Uh, yes, has joined level five. Um, in another interview with the Japanese game magazine, Famitsu, he talked a little bit about the move and sort of why he did it and what he's working on now. Um, there's been some art, I guess, out of his Yeah, there's new a game. little art in the magazine, Famitsu, this uh, week. A helmeted knight holding a large shield. Yeah. That's how it was described. There was some cutish yeah. art and then there was some kind of traditional what you would expect from an Ivalis or Ivalis game. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Well, yeah. but uh, what he was saying was that basically he wants to make a game. He was given total creative freedom at level five, which That's is awesome. part of the reason why he went there. And the last time that he got that is he said when he the last time he felt that way is when he made tactics over for the super nintendo but um he's saying that he has all these nieces and nephews um and that when he asked them what they're playing they were always playing these level five games inazuma mm-hmm. 11 right. and that sort of thing and not his games and other games so he wants to it sounds like his game's going to be for that crowd right. um he uh, and they're going to be uh, shorter, quicker games. Good. It's not even mm. going to take two years. He says for production. Great. Inazuma um, Tactics. But I mean, uh, it's kind of already. Are like you that, not huh? worried that it's going to be baby? No, game? dude. Yeah. He really? cannot make a baby game. Uh, even if it is, really? for, even if it is we'll for see. babies, it will not be for babies. Really? Yeah. <laughs> we'll I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, because if if he can pull that off, kind of a Nintendo all ages yeah, Pixar right. kind of game, that would be fucking awesome. I think he can do it. I think level five at this point, they're just picking off all the best devs in Japan, and then soon absolutely enough, the Square Enix, like the 1990s yep, Square Enix. That's exactly what they are. Whatever you call this decade, after Kino that. is just like systematically. Taking yeah, Square taking down. Over. Well, more power to them. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're just jumping a sinking ship, which is the mm, other possibility. Maybe. <laughs> Speaking of um, sinking ships, the Supreme Court uh, <laughs> ruled Supreme Court this week that uh, video games are protected speech. Damn right awesome. they are. I just felt cool. like we had to mention that. Yes. Yeah. Not, nothing more to say to that. There's yeah. tons of stuff out there you can read a lot about that, but um, that was good. Um Vanillaware, Dragon's Crown, we mentioned them a little uh, earlier. I wanted to go back to Ignition publishing them. Yes, that fat ass. Fat ass. Um, I, I think that game looks amazing. I love it. looks really good. You can play. It's going to be, uh, for people who don't know, Dragon's Crown, uh, PS3, and PlayStation Vita. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play cross-platform. $30 per, uh, uh, for now, according to Amazon, $30 for each game. So Touch Elements would be a full. Yeah. Touch elements between the Vita game, um, level five. And about that they're doing a Professor Layton social game. But that mm-hmm. was kind of weird. They got a Gundam game too. Yeah, we they're making a big yeah, RPG. They got a, yeah, you know, Hino. I think he made a tweet the other day where he was depressed that like nobody was really excited about the new Gundam. Did he even say that? Really? Yeah, he was kind of sad about it. Um, also sad. Earth Defense Force, uh, Insect Armageddon. That is not sad. That is. That is uh, potentially. Well, I don't know. We really don't know. It's too early to tell. But uh, Famitsu gave it a seven, 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 which is like the Metacritic rating of uh, two seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's, not good. It's uh, Famitsu. They sometimes. Uh, I will be the judge of whether or not that game is. Good. Are they just Forget spiting it because Whitey's know about games? It's Honky's made it. I mean, or? you know, well, that's that. That can't be totally true because they gave L- gave La Noire a thirty nine. 
Oh yeah, speaking of LA Noir, uh in the news was like the development conditions for that game. Um Yeesh. a lot of now apparently being a little bit investigated. IGDA is looking into it. Um maybe I'll have to choose another podcast to talk more about LA Noir, but um let me just say that uh the subtitle should be Emperor Has No Clothes on that game. Amazing, technically yeah. beautiful, gorgeous, epic ridiculous in scope right i'm glad all that koala sweat went to like an amazing <laughs> amazing visual game but i think it's like a, a ultimately like an empty shell that i played for 10 hours and like just got repetitive and we yeah. need to get into that after i've played it so we can talk about it I, we need yeah we need somebody else we need we need to be doing a trade to tomorrow at least i want to play shadows of the damned yet okay. which we'll have to talk about next podcast because we don't have enough time this yeah podcast, preferably yeah. we need yeah we need somebody in here that really loves eleanor maybe brad um from yeah. sony um turn could do it if we can get him in here so but he, i don't think he really loved the game too much speaking of sony um 90 percent of psn users are back says ceo howard stringer to shareholders who's trying to rebuff him come pet the cat getting fired um the playstation PSN store is still not back still in not still back not back in japan and what no just, estimate when just i don't even have words there's How? requests from the japanese government and apparent and credit card companies is what people are presuming that yeah because the japanese government knows what they're doing that's like real like they really need to be on sony's case come they on. probably just said it so they Hot could get kettle. like a uh, 10 seconds on tv saying that they did something um, also in Sony Land Limbo, uh, XBLA game, which is an uh, excellent game. I have to highly recommend. Apparently, coming to PS3. Didn't you call those guys jerks? <laughs> Sony Korea submission to the Korean game rating wow, board. Korea? That's I didn't a... say anything about Don't confuse the art with the artists. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, also, maybe another. Uh, ratings thing. Well, not ratings, but registered. Uh, GoldenEye Reloaded. Different yes. URLs basically amounting to that was <sighs> registered by Activision. Some, yes. Uh, Subtitle Reloaded needs to die. Like, seriously, come on. Reloaded. Reloaded. Hey, it's a game about guns. Let's call it Reloaded. <laughs> um, bu- 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 wrapping up AKB sequel. <laughs> one slash 48 announced. Hey, don't wait, laugh. That's a sequel? Don't. Was, yeah. yeah. This one's yes. on the beach. This one oh. is. Wait, wait, what was I, I have to find the exact name of this because it's awesome. Uh, this is this is uh, Andrea Sang's uh, translation of the <laughs> title. I, I don't know the original title, the Japanese title, but it's translated as AKB1 slash 48 colon if I loved an idol in Guam. <laughs> it's like a, I just thought that was awesome. So basically, Pop Idol Group, AKB48, um, they confess their love to you in bikinis on a beach in Guam. Right. You reject or accept them. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's pretty awesome. Just so, Guam is not like this random place, by the way. Guam is a very popular uh, tourist, tourist destination. It's like Hawaii. Japanese. It'd be like yeah. Hawaii. Okay, yeah. It's like a cheap Hawaii America. For it's just the name people. Guam sounds really weird. Um, but the amazing thing is the limited editions on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the first one, and I don't know if this is just what Anoop is calling it, what the site is calling it, or if this is actual translation of the name, but it's the first print run limited edition. Please don't auction it box. <laughs> um, includes a copy of the game, a UMD video disc with 120 minutes of unused video footage. UMD video? You just wait. Happens. Just wait. <laughs> Ten photographs, four disc, two, four, I'm sorry, a four disc, 420 minute DVD 
showing, <laughs> making, and fashion collection video. Jesus Christ. Four fucking hundred and twenty minutes. <laughs> Sounds like they just didn't edit it. And it's just like, yeah, they just hit record on the button when they got on the airplane right. to Guam and just recorded everything, including like while they slept. <laughs> uh, which is really scary. And that shit will be sold out within seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Collection of 48 posters, card with product code for 48 PSP custom themes, Blu-ray disc with the HD versions of the confession videos of the first game the where the confession <laughs> loves to you. The great part is you get to reject them. Yeah. It's, like, it's like the ultimate fantasy. Well, apparently. like part, yeah, the, like the the cop the the copy for this game is like you know just like reject everyone, you know. Right. So it, you get to take these really popular idols and you're like this disgusting Japanese otaku with like four <laughs> teeth and you're like a, and you're like five hundred pounds and you get to tell these very Let attractive women yeah, <laughs> that you do not love them. You're tapping into something there. Yeah. Um. There's a, this is like a hundred fifty dollar. Uh, a limited edition that I was just describing. There's more. Um, go to Andrea Sang to check that out. Um, by the way, special thanks to Andrea Sang, Joystick, One Up, Kotaku uh, for our news. Congratulations, Play to Jeremy. The games I bought this week. Yes. Um, uh, and just rounding out the news. This one, I don't know how the hell this passed under my radar, but um, <laughs> oh yes, Dancing Eyes. Dancing Eyes yeah. is still coming to PlayStation Move. Confirmed. This is part of the. Uh, the Namco Generations lineup of retro revivals, which if you somehow missed the 1996 arcade puzzle action game, right. <laughs> Dancing Eyes, where you control a tiny monkey who strips girls of their clothing, then I don't square want by you square. to listen to this podcast. <laughs> if you did and you're excited like the rest of us for this game, um, it's coming out. It's got move support. Um, and in fact, you can strip different international girls, multiple right. girls. <laughs> you know, if they were smart about this, they would get like idols and gravure models to be in this game. Are you saying that somebody involved in a game where you play a monkey stripping uh, idols from different countries is not smart? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, they could make, if they made this AKB, do you, no, you're I right. I cannot even fathom This how is the that AKB that the guys really want right. to play. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like, they want to strip them down and <laughs> yeah. then reject them. Yeah. 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 As they're begging. Peace exactly. by the Begging knees. for it, JJ. Peace by Begging peace. for it. Um, okay, let's see. Last but not least, Dragon Quest X. John, you're I'm, in such a rush to get out of I here. I have to go, yeah. I'm, but I'm, I'm, Dragon I'm excited Quest, about Dragon Quest X. Not necessarily coming to the Wii U, though. No, it's not. As was oh, reported. I you were talk about the movie that's being released. No, tell me so about that. So there are Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3, uh, what is it? Uh, Special edition. Pack that's coming yeah. out in September. Comes with the, the Wii. Oh, we talked about it, guys. No, they just announced this like two or three days ago. They're oh, going to yeah. have a we Dragon Quest 10 else. movie uh, in it. Oh. So that'll be the first time anyone... Well, then, we talked about the collection, not the right, movie. Right, right, right. right. Okay. Billion so that'll be sales. the first time you'll see the game. I don't wow, know. I can't uh, wait to see it. I don't know I mean, what I'm it's excited be. to see it, but I mean... Really, in the age I, of the honestly, internet, does a movie included on a disc mean anything anymore? No. I mean, doesn't it really... I mean, yeah. No, you can as a Dragon Quest fan, I want the other shit in the box. Like, it comes with some other cool Dragon Quest stuff. But I mean, as a... As a gamer, no. Presumably, we'll see it, you know, same day on the net. Like, I've heard so many different things about this game. I feel like I really want well, to see another, what it is. This is another, again, another uh, discussion for another podcast, but I really question the I, the the judgment behind keeping this game on Wii at this point. Mm. In, a, in, a, in a market where Nintendo doesn't even want to release games like Xenoblade exactly. and whatever in the U.S., and you're going to put Dragon Quest out, like, presumably next year on Wii, like... Yeah. When bad idea. Dragon really bad idea. Dragon Quest Seven 
Yeah. Came out for PS1. It did. In the in 2000. In 2000. Sold 4 million copies. Sold 4 million copies. Right. People were desperately starved for Dragon Quest. There wasn't that much going around at the time. And to be fair, like, the PS2, uh, PS1 at that time was not what the Wii is now. The Wii hmm. is like a barren wasteland at this yeah. point. That's like, true. And especially next year. Perhaps, Bad idea. Perhaps. And they're going to learn. And then I'm going to tell them, you should have listened to this and the other thing, And the other thing is that the PS was already, the PlayStation was already established as an RPG console. People that's true. Would, that's true. The there Wii were lots of RPG console. fans. That's Whereas, a fair point. Yeah, that's Final a good point. Final Fantasy VII, etc. That happened. Um, but back to the Wii U thing. So there was like a, yeah, there was a misunderstanding where people thought that uh, this Square Enix CEO, Yuichi Wada, had said that it was coming to Wii U. Right. It's not necessarily the case. They said it clarified and just said they're investigating to make it compatible, make it playable right. on the Wii U, if they can do that. Mm. Um, but every Wii game is going to be playable on the Wii U, so what does that right. even mean? Like, I, Whatever. <laughs> Kojima said a bunch of stuff about making games um, for the West and uh, nice. in the West <laughs> and that we would normally talk about. Transpiring. Uh, but you were great in that video, Mark. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> I was waiting for that, JJ. That's the only reason I brought that up was <laughs> I was hoping somebody would mention that video. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff is going free to play. Tribes Ascend. Speaking of overrated, crappy games, um, Team Fortress Two downloaded great it. Game, great game. Um, I kind of disappointed with the Meet the Medic. Uh, yeah, it could have been better. Yeah. Um, Infinity Blade here in Japan. On, really? Uh, on DNA? Really? Yeah. On DNA, mm. um, it's got microtransactions and everything's actually really smart. Well, that's move. already had. I think. Well, yeah, it does. But whatever. So yeah, wrapping up Google Plus. What? I'm a member. Yep. Um, games of Google. Who go? What? Who? Yep. G- games. Black of Google? Eyed Peas. Google. <laughs> party every day. I heard that song like 20 times at a wedding I was at in Hawaii write their lyrics. last week. <laughs> because my kid sister could write better lyrics. Good God. Um, I don't have eight. a kid sister, by the way, but if I did, she would write better lyrics. <laughs> the non-existent kid <laughs> sister can write better lyrics. <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, America, I was back there for a couple weeks and I was in Hawaii. And I have to say, not everybody has to wear a bikini. And not everybody <laughs> has to get a tattoo. <laughs> and not everybody has to listen to Black Eyed Peas. Advice for America. <laughs> no, I'm seriously, everybody wears a bikini now. Everybody. Like, I, no kids, fat people, old people, anybody. Like, mm. bikini should be the realm of the, like, I'm attractive. Beautiful, right. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> everybody. The one piece bathing suits. I don't know what happened. I grew up in California. Yeah. I'm used to that. I, there was an old man who would run around my neighborhood in California. And by old, I mean, like, 70, 80, wearing a Speedo. I was scarred for my scarred Well, that's, that's just he's how European, I'm that's sure. That's, <laughs> that's a different be. thing. Speedo is different from bikini. Yu Suzuki left Sega. Speaking of Speedos, le- uh, is leaving Sega in September, apparently. People um, thought he left like five I, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> People who fucking run Sega of America <laughs> thought he left oh uh, a God, few months ago. Bad. It's the end of an era. That was really bad. But maybe the beginning of a new one. I hope News so. Newsflash, anyway. it was the end of an era. It's true. I know, but I'm 2000. just... 2000. But yeah, like... God bless him and all due respect. That guy is a fucking legend and deservedly so. Yep. He belongs up there in the conversations with Miyamoto and uh, agreed, one hundred percent. But I just I wish that he was given the power, the ability to make some shit recently, right? Yeah. Um, and I want to see more than just cell phone games from Hell him, yeah. but. Maybe that's what we'll see for a while. Hopefully somebody I out in know. America will come in and be like, Yuzuzuki, 
we know you can still make games. Let's let's do something. Right. I hope so anyway. Some magical Some magic. daddy warbucks. Make another fighting game, man. Right. Yeah. Well, there was that sci-fi game which yeah. like, touched you know, touch right. technology Talk about which, ahead of its time. A lot of touch t- touchtronic machinery out there touch-tronic. now. Touchtronic. Touchtronic machinery. Sword and Sorcery EP. If you haven't bought it, go buy it now. It's cheaper. Um, you can also get the album, at least you could, for whatever you can afford, which is mm. amazing and awesome. Yep. How much is it now? Um, it's 99 cents on iPhone and wow. one ninety nine on iPad. Jeez. You know, funny yes. thing, that soundtrack actually went from being the soundtrack to Sword and Sorcery to the soundtrack of A Song of Ice and Fire for me. Because that was on the whole time I read, the, at least up to the third book. And uh, like now, what do you mean it was on? Like I would you, you read, I would read on my iPhone, and the, that music was always playing. Oh, you'd play it in the yeah. background, and like I would be like, "Oh yeah, this is Tyrion's theme," but it's actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's not. <laughs> Disturbed individual, yeah, J- Justin, JJ, JP, get my um, name right, please. <laughs> speaking of JP, Jeremy, Mister Jeremy Parrish, yes. is uh, EIC of One Yay. Up newly. Congrats, Jeremy. Our uh, our benefactor is at oneup.com. Uh, Congrats to him. Very interested to see what he does with the place. Mm. Um, Ray Barnhold, who we mentioned earlier, sent us a copy of his awesome midzine called Scroll, the second issue. Yes. It's very um, nice. Which is great. Speaking of, we talked a lot about Dragon Quest. There's an amazing retrospective in here, John. Yeah, I'm surprised it's really cool. the pages don't all stick together since this was <laughs> in the bathroom for a while uh, and you were in there. Um, very cool. Some really cool original art and stuff in here. Some the stuff. original art in there is actually really good. I'm, I'm yeah. curious who I, I'm, I probably says somewhere in there who did it, but yeah, whoever he got to do that stuff was really talented. Big thing on Hudson closing up. Um, anyway, you can go to scroll dot vg on uh, the website for this magazine to order a print copy for about twelve bucks, or you get the free PDF, which is pretty cool. Right, because um, they had some printing issues or something. But no, you should buy the magazine. Support a good thing. Absolutely, uh, yes. Please do. Please at least go and check it out and let them know what you think of it. Send some comments to Ray because uh, it's a labor of love and we like Definitely. seeing stuff mm-hmm. like this out there. It's uh, really excellent. Um, so that's about it. That's about it. Yes. Turning in a jar jar at the end. Uh, maybe so, yeah. That <laughs> happens at the end of these things. So uh who wants to tell everybody where they can go to listen and comment and take care of the housekeeping John, you can Ricky find already. us on the web at www.8-4.jp you can find us on twitter at at 84 play or oneup.com or which is our home but my twitter, twitter handle um <laughs> at mark mcd uh at s-p-r-s-k brendan at brendan beyond Hiroko. Hiroko84. And I'm at John TV. So wait, real quick, JJ, why don't you come up with a Twitter name that you don't have to fucking spell? That you, can, <laughs> yeah. that you can just say. Like, I think that's like some kind you know of what? unwritten too late. rule. Too late. It's on his business card. Too late. You're <laughs> oh, it yeah. Shit, you're right. <laughs> I'm, you know, it's my handle. I, I, Never I, mind. It's on your business card. Go, go down to Shibuya Station okay. and start handing out business cards. And once you're out, we'll talk about it. Okay. But. So, yeah, come, comment, uh, let us know what you Facebook thought of too, please. Look this us up one. Before, like us, because like I always say, we want to be like. Like us. Yes, yeah. while, while Facebook is still relevant. Yeah. Oh, stop. Google Plus will be gone. Plus. Google Plus. Years. Don't be all butthurt just because you didn't get on it. I got an invite. That's all that matters. And you I didn't couldn't use it because they closed it down after like three hours. No, I, I actually like It's all the, about JJ. Yeah. It, I like circles. how it's like, uh, like a, an analog phone. <laughs> like it you know, spins around like an analog phone. You know phone. the graduate where it's like, 
plastics. Yeah. Now it's circles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sun. Let me tell you something about your future. Tell you about circles. Circles. <laughs> it's all about circles. Up until now, it was about right angles, squares, buildings. Yeah, right. Circles everything. is the new lasers. I like pa- lasers. Paper was square. Everything was square. Yes. It's sort of circles. Circles. It's not going to be like Battlestar Galactica where just the corners are cut off. It's going to be full circles. Okay. <laughs> just, just want to make sure you got that. Thank you, Master. <laughs> Next time we'll talk more about. We didn't get to talk about Shadows of Them much, yeah. but we'll I, I do about, want to talk about it. I want to. I want to play it, it, and I really like it. What was the yeah. other thing that I was starting to talk about, and you started to get all itchy? I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I don't LA know. Noir. Uh, LA Noir. Well, yeah, I want to play it, but JJ still hasn't finished his. Copy. No, you can have it. I'll bring oh, it tomorrow. Yeah, uh, special <laughs> thanks to Mr. Cheapy D for hosting yeah, last week. Cheapy D uh, and Mizuguchi yeah. for coming on. And Mizuguchi and James Milky. I want to definitely be on one time while Mookie's around because I'd mm. like to talk to him more about what uh, what he's got going on and he's been doing. Anyway, so I think that's about it for mm-hmm. this half a mm. month. Um, who wants to we- take us off? You, Mr. Finally. Itchy Pants. <laughs> itchy <laughs> Pants <laughs> who has to get out of here. Why don't you oh, yeah. avoid the off. bullet? For 21 episodes. <laughs> what was that? Avoided the bullet for 21 episodes. Now avoided kinda... the bullet. I'm your boss. If I, if I decide oh. you're going to end this episode now, you're going to end this episode. We're talking He's about the host. <laughs> All right. He's the host. I give the. I defer to the host. I don't have an, uh, something else so I need to think about it. But uh, Come up with your non-lame thing. It's a secret yeah. to everybody. That's fucking lame. See? <laughs> 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 presents the world's first rock video game, Journey Escape. The concert's over. Now you must help each member of Journey Escape through mobs of love-crazed groupies, shifty-eyed promoters, and sneaky photographers. Find your roadies and manager, and run for the escape vehicle, and live to rock another day. Journey Escape for the Atari 2600 from Data Age.